where are you guys? Yep, there it is. I, where I'm on are Chrome. you? Where are you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't certain, know what that was, but certain I'm I'm Pavlov to think of or hear certain things when I hear certain. That should phrases, be your cold right? open. <laughs> that that yeah. should have been. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, I have our czar of source material, John. You know, every time you count in, like mm. the three, two, one, I'm like, let's jam. <laughs> you know, if I didn't know that it would get us like copyright struck or whatever, I would do it as like a clip. Yeah, I know. <laughs> one of these days. Uh, we also have a special guest joining us tonight. Ian is back. Hello. Hi, Ian. Glad Where's to be the back. cat? Show us the cat. Uh, I don't know if she's still behind me. She's still behind she's you? still behind me. She's gone. Oh, no cat. she left. Bye, Yuzu. Bye, Yuzu. <laughs> uh, but tonight, the three of us uh, have gotten together. Uh, for those of you who have been listening to our podcast, you know, the last time Ian was on, we we kind of teased this podcast idea. It was actually Ian's idea to do an episode where we do nothing but talk about anime OSTs, scores, and composers. And, and that's I, exactly what we're going to do. Can I just mention that it actually wasn't Ian that... Uh, so it originally started with Natai and me talking it. about this prior, oh, wow. but uh, given the geopolitical situation that Natai <laughs> has found himself in, yeah, we um, <laughs> we've decided it's probably better to have Ian on and, and do it instead. <laughs> well, and Ian's also super passionate about music too. <laughs> that makes yes. you think of, think of de- design is my passion and passion. Like, 3D like paint. Graphic stuff. design is my passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I know for I know for a fact and from not just talking to him, but also uh listening to uh things that Natalia said about him. The dude can talk about OPs and EDs forever. Thank God. We need someone <laughs> to carry this episode. <laughs> I thought we were talking about OST. I guess OPs and EDs do count as OSTs. I they're usually on anime soundtracks yeah, when you buy count. them. It's just usually not what you think when you're talking about the soundtrack, right? Yeah, like we're yeah. talking talk specifically. About openings, spe- yeah. Well, we, and we've done episodes in the past where we've done we've talked about OPs and EDs. Although it might be time to bring that back because there's more OPs and EDs to talk about. I think we did those episodes back in 2018. Yeah, a long time so, ago. So there's plenty of new OPs that we could really talk about. Ian, you want to be on that? <laughs> Sure, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, every time he comes on now, it's just become a planning session for our next episode with the mod. <laughs> I think the biggest difference, though, is usually the OPs and EDs are performed by a band or by a different mm. artist and not yeah. necessarily the composer of the soundtrack. And I think that's yeah. usually why you separate them or people will separate them in their mind. Where yeah. like, that's a song by a band and then the actual soundtrack is by the composer. Well, yeah. there's also a lot of OPs and EDs that were crafted specifically for a show. Or, and sometimes they'll even recruit like uh, the actors, the voice actors inside of the show to sing the songs. Monogatari does that constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I mean, I like songs like that. <laughs> I think Monogatari has amazing OPs and EDs and yeah. would probably just dominate the list. But I mean, I mean. No one gets the reference. <laughs> 
by the way i do want to point out uh what was it uh two days before we started recording this uh it has been announced that there are they are making more monogatari anime and i'm super high oh, yeah they Just saw right. that there was a new bunny senpai season and they got scared in the no, they they did not they gotta make scared. a new season of monogatari i guess they did not get scared in the least what they i i do realize now that the the re the theatrical re-release of um kiza monogatari had to have been a cash grab it had to have been because it's one part, right? Instead of all fifth being it's, three yeah, parts, it's, it's all like it's part. all uh, edited into a single movie. Yeah, into a, in, instead of three movies. But yeah, um, and for those who are wondering when this uh, when the new Monogatari does come out, yes, uh, Natai and I will be doing spoiler casts on them. There's just no when I question. thought it was over. Just when I thought, just it was when over. you thought it was over, <laughs> yeah, they pull me back in. <laughs> Damn you, Shaft. <laughs> but anyway, um. Let, let's let's talk about it. So I don't know exactly the best way to structure this because we've got lists here of both composers and just straight up soundtracks. So I guess we could just go down the list with some of these composers and talk about some of the stuff that we like that they've done. All right. Yeah, uh, so I, think that I, I feel like everyone, everyone in their mother is probably going to guess who's the first person. Is, yeah, literally about. number one on our list. Hiroyuki Sawano. Yeah. Uh, what I think of anime OST He's probably the first or second person who comes up into my mind. Yes. Yeah. Now, why? Why is Hiroyuki Sawano so massively popular? Is it because he's worked on titles like Attack on Titan? On, um, oh my God, what's the one I hated? I don't know. I was There's plenty <laughs> of others I could list. I, I don't want to speak for you as to which one you hated. No, Alex, my, my most hated, Guilty Crown. I hated Guilty, Guilty Crown. Crown. Well, that's the thing about Guilty Crown is the soundtrack is really good. Oh, no, exactly. Yeah, I hated Guilty Crown, the anime. But the soundtrack, man, let me tell you. Yeah. I loved that soundtrack. Is, is it the only thing good about the show? Uh, I think that, no, I think the show is fine until you hit episode 13. That's when it turns for the worst. Because okay. it, I... Again, I will eventually one day go into my whole like, this is why Guilty Crown sucks. Your opinion doesn't matter to me. You I'm just saying, we should just do a spoiler cast at this point with your Are hatred. there people that like Guilty Crown? Uh, I like, know people arguing with you. That people, yes, I, I do know some people who liked Guilty Crown. Now, granted, I remember this guy that told me he liked Guilty Crown is like, Guilty Crown was one of his first anime. Like okay. he was, he's a newer anime watcher. So I'm like, okay, I can forgive the fact that you have no taste at all right now. <laughs> so you might think this is good structure. Yeah. If someone's watched like five anime and they say their favorite anime is like my hero academia, like I can forgive that. I can forgive that. But also another guy was like, no, I just love Inori's design. I think she's super cute. I'm like, what, what? There's way better waifus out there. But that's also a design. It's not the quality of the show. Yeah, yeah. I know. there are plenty of shows where I'm like, I love that character design and I don't like the show. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But, but yeah, here I think Hiroyuki Sawano as a composer <laughs> kind of speaks for himself. Like he like you listed some of them, like Attack on Titan, 86, Awari no Seraph, Guilty Crown, Kill a Kill, Seven Deadly Sins, Premiere, Solo Leveling, which is his most recent thing that's airing right now. Can I like, just mention, have either of you watched Solo Leveling? No, I have yeah, not right. watched anything from the... Okay. We, we literally told yet. you that before. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are... I thought you guys were anime content anti-tubers. You're no, supposed to no. be content... I always wait until a new season is, like, a month old. That way I can watch, you know like, the good. first three episodes of everything that's aired. 
okay instead of painfully watching episodes one to three every week like yeah maybe. yeah so that, so that way i know like by the end of the first month usually every everything that's airing has at least its first three episodes out so i watch like i'll, I'll pick like a dozen of them and i'll watch all their first three episodes all in the same week and that mm-hmm. by and i use the three episode rule if something doesn't grab my attention by episode three or at least by the end of episode three i'm probably gonna drop it anyway and so that okay. usually leaves me about like half a dozen maybe eight anime to watch well i just wanted to mention that with solo leveling the uh the opening song is very k-pop inspired and i'm like well, it i is like k-pop. It. yeah because it is a k-pop it's band. a k-pop band yeah so i like that they went that direction just because like okay solo loving is korean right and i, I think it's cool that they made a nod to that i also think it's cool that they didn't try to translate the korean names into japanese and pronounce them japanese they try to pronounce the korean names which is another thing i appreciate but at the same time i'm like okay it's kind of weird trying to listen to japanese people pronounce korean names because they can't pronounce them is it as bad as listening to them and like say english names i'd say it's not as bad no because they have some similar it's just the inflection of korean is completely different from japanese yeah maybe but what so pretty good (laughs) from what i hear it's it's really really good i will check it out i plan to check it out what so i mean obviously hiroki suwano has a shit ton of bangers out there like of of all of the stuff that he's worked on what is y'all's favorite like score that he's done i mean it's i love the primera soundtrack and killer kill but in terms of like the entire soundtrack it's Mm. attack on titan because Kill a Kill is specifically as a couple of songs, um, like uh, I was, I just call it "Don't, Don't Lose, Lose Your Way" because that's yeah, the song. Right. It's I think it's like "Until My Body Is Dry," and there's a couple yeah. of other really all the character songs, all of like the character motif songs in Kill a Kill's soundtrack are unbelievable. Um, and then Premier has you know the song whose now his name is now escaping me. It's Inferno, 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 which is unbelievable. That's like yeah, you always but. Attack on Titan is the only one where I know like the entire soundtrack, mm-hmm. whether it's, um, you know, the large bombastic ones or it's barricades or it's like, you know, the down more downbeat songs. Like I've listened to that entire soundtrack multiple times. Mm. So that to me, that's my favorite. So I know like easily the, 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 the crazy thing is, I mean, I'm no, no giant fan of attack on Titan, but musically I love attack on Titans like music. Um, but I, th- I find it amazing that Sawana was able to craft individual character themes for such a large range of characters in that that show. Like all, every character has their own unique theme, whether you're talking whether you're talking about the main characters like Aaron or Mikasa or some of the characters that only show up for like half a season. They all have their own themes. So I was recently watching a YouTube video where someone replaced uh, it's it's Irwin's uh, speech where. It's, it's it's a Genshin meme video where like the Hilly Trolls are pretending that like, it's Erwin giving the speech about like, so you're saying we should just die? He's like, yes, throw away your <laughs> lives for the people who've already thrown away their lives. And I'm like, why is this speech so epic, dude? I, I you know, in some regard, I, I didn't like the ending of Attack on Titan, sure. But that speech was not as good in the manga as it was in the freaking anime. Like, it, that makes me want to go sacrifice myself. <laughs> And go fight in an impossible fight. Oh, God. That's the thing about, like, manga adaptations, too. Like, when you have those big moments, like the big speech that Erwin gives, 
like it's so some of them are so carried by the music and yeah. i feel like the music in that scene really carries that speech a lot yeah because he's like it starts swelling when it gets to the hype moments and then sound design itself of like intensifying his voice and like making that rushing sound because it's like it's, it's impact impact i'm like yeah, yeah dedicate your hearts it's definitely a reason i think why i mean i guess the animation in the early se- i mean the animation in the whole series is good so like it, it's just like a textbook example of enhancing the source material with how good his soundtrack is and how much it fits the actual the actual story yeah right. and it's interesting Which, because it's it's a, it's a sound of so all of his my only it's not a complaint but you can you can always tell when he's doing the soundtrack of a show because it yeah, sounds he like has, he has the swan drop yeah and I feel like that's how you know you've made it as a composer. When you have like an actual musical uh, tool that is named after you, that's how you know you've made it as a composer. But Attack on Titan is the only one where a lot of it feels so distinct to the show instead of his specific style of music. And I think that's why I love it so much. And even like Promare, which I love, is very much there's songs in that on that soundtrack that are like, oh, this is a Sawano song. Like, if this is exactly how he creates music. Whereas Attack on Titan, it feels not wholly different, but like, if you told me like, oh, this was somebody else, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, the most of the final season is is like half him and half Kota Yamamoto. Like, the big, basically like theme of the final at least the final couple of the specials is like ashes on fire i believe that's actually season four is like i i'm not gonna hum it but if you heard it you would know the song because it's played all the time in the final (laughs) season and that was actually yamamoto that was not sawano but it fits so well into the style he specifically created for the show's sort of everything the whole soundtrack that someone that he does so yamamoto does work closely with Salano, so they're basically it's basically like his his apprentice or along those lines so it, protege, it yeah. made sense yeah but it was just like that's how distinct that soundtrack is that someone else could pop in and still capture it so well instead of it being like oh this is Salano's type of music yeah i think that that is probably indicative of it lasting as long as it had like the, the attack on titan lasted 10 years i feel like <laughs> you know for going on that long you have a chance to actually create a specific sound for a show that lasts that long. If you're, if you're talking about a seasonal thing, it's, it's, you know, here one season gone the next, like you make a sound is like, it's no one's really going to remember it, but if it sticks around for 10 years, you got a chance to make something that sounds very distinct for that particular show. I'd say my favorite uh, Swano soundtrack though would probably be <laughs> Guilty Ground. I just I, <laughs> I, I downloaded it. It's one of the one of the I rarely download anime OSTs and listen to them, and that is one that I did. It's actually one of the first that I did. So I have mm. to give credit where credits due. It, it forced me to be like, who is this composer? And that's but and that was also my see that's kind of cheating because that was my foray into uh, Swano's music. So it's like. You don't forget your first. That's did fair enough. Though. I mean, all the Noah zero. I did. Oh, how's that soundtrack? Uh, I can't say because I, I, I have entirely blocked the <laughs> anime out of my mind. We <laughs> all not, have. Don't worry. I'm not kidding. I, 
I know what happens in the show. I don't remember what anyone looks like or any of their names, but I know the basic, like, all right, I remember everything that happened in season one, like the main story beats, and I just blocked everything else out. I remember everything that happened in the first two episodes because those are the two episodes that Kenner Bootsy wrote. Yeah, the first two kind of passable episodes. <laughs> I don't remember anything else other than, like, the stupid storyline of, like, oh, the Mars thing and the princess thing, and I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Because that soundtrack has, I think it was the ED... That soundtrack has the first song I ever went like, oh, like, like was I know who this guy like I know because I think it was the ED. And so you actually know who the artist is unless you're looking up who did the OST. That was the first song I know something I remember being like, oh, like this guy and then being like, oh, we did Attack on Titan and stuff like that. Um, and if, I'm sorry, I pulled up the soundtrack just to look at it. And it's the most so I know he just doesn't he likes na- naming his songs like. Random strings of letters and stuff. <laughs> Or yeah. Like, yeah. There's one that's like two zero fourteen zero ninety one zero is a song on the soundtrack. It's like okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you good. seen have you seen the the track listing for Premier? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. It's just he just loves doing stuff like that. I think he's just a chuny at heart. <laughs> Maybe that's why he makes such good music. Um. I have to say, if, I think Kill a Kill may have been the first anime I watched where I, I listened to the music. And I'm like, who did this music? And it's like, I, that's how I kind of discovered Sawano. Um, I won't say that Kill a Kill is my favorite. I, you know, begrudgingly, as much as it pains me to say it, Attack on Titan might be my favorite, even though it's I, a good soundtrack. I very famously hate Attack on Titan. Uh, the soundtrack though bro but the, the soundtrack, soundtrack is this I, I have said it before like technically attack on titan is very well made it's very well made <laughs> technically writing wise <laughs> I, not so much <laughs> but yeah i mean so what and like i said if you got a piece of uh, like musical tool named after you You've made it as a composer. The Sawano drop is real, and it's it's awesome every time I hear it. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's move on to another composer who is probably just as well-known uh, and legendary as Hiroyuki Sawano. Um, Joe Hisaishi um, is a composer who has worked on many uh, Studio Ghibli films. Not all, but many. Um, I think he's worked on all of them that Hayao Miyazaki has directed, if I'm not mistaken. I would have to look that up. I honestly don't remember. Or I know he's done all the all. And then I know he's done all the soundtracks for every Hayao Miyazaki directed movie since My Neighbor Totoro. I know that for a fact. Um, I'd have to look it up. I I actually don't know, but but yeah, uh, Nausicaa, Joe... <laughs> Totoro. You got Kiki's Delivery Service, Mononoke, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, and most recently, The Boy and the Heron, which is a phenomenal soundtrack. We talked about it in our movie review, like how much we all really enjoyed that soundtrack. Now, I feel like Joe Hisaishi is probably more popular than Hiroyuki Sawano, mainly because Ghibli films are more than anime. They're Ghibli films. Yeah, I think that they have a broader appeal, but then I feel like that statement probably was true like 10 years ago. But nowadays it's like anime is so mainstream. Like is is Joe Hisaishi any more popular than before? It's like, eh. I I don't know, because it feels like the with it being more mainstream, I don't know how many of those people are even looking into who does the soundtracks of their favorite shows. 
Yeah, the casual it. anime fan is probably not caring who does this. I mean, they might they might notice, wow, the music in that fight scene was awesome, but they might not go and look it up. Like, it probably is still him just because, like, people will look up the soundtrack of a movie, mm-hmm. of like a Ghibli movie, like, oh, who did the soundtrack for this movie, right? But they're not necessarily going to be watching the new episode of Jujutsu Kaisen and be like, oh, wow, I love that song. Who's doing the, who's composing the soundtrack this season? At least from people that were, if we're talking about like more mainstream casual fans. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, Joe, I think is just as legendary. The crazy thing to me is up until recently, he, his soundtracks had never been nominated for any award outside of Japan. Well, I mean, that's not because the soundtracks aren't good. That's for it's yeah. Other reasons. It's, it's for other. Yeah. Not enough money being thrown at the award committees. Yeah. Did we? Um, I don't remember if we talked about that in the boy and the heron or if that was part of our pre-roll where me and you talked about that. We we talked about it at the time. The Golden Globes hadn't aired yet. Uh, the Boy and the Heron did win Golden Globe for best animated feature. Um, so that was. I don't know if I don't know if I, I don't know if he won the soundtrack because I, I know it was nominated. I don't know who won best soundtrack. I don't want to derail this conversation any more than we've already derailed it, but <laughs> I just think it's really funny that what's probably one of my least favorite. Miyazaki movies that I've seen. I haven't seen all of his movies, mm. but one of my probably one of my least favorite is the one that's going to win all the awards because it's you know and now people actually pay attention to animation and they'll actually want to give people awards and for it and stuff. When you know there's so many other ones that are incredible. That I mean, Spirited Away won. Spirited yeah, Away well is the only anime that's but, won yeah, best that's animated the feature at the it's Oscars. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot to say in our review of The Boy and the Heron. Like, it's definitely a Miyazaki movie, but is it a Ghibli movie? Yeah, I... The soundtrack I was amazing, though. <laughs> I can't hate The Boy and the Heron. I, I Like I said, I, I in the movie review, I like the story. The execution was a little bit iffy, but I did like the main story beats and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but out of, uh, yeah... Joe Hisaishi's works. I think I said this in our pre-roll, but How's Moving Castle, I think, is the most popular soundtrack of them all. Uh, specifically, mm-hmm. Merry Go Round of Life. That that's yeah. just everyone knows that one. Even if you don't know the song name, you've heard this freaking song. It's everyone been, uses it. In I, fact, heard, I'm gonna insert I, the song right here, right now. You've heard this before. <laughs> okay, okay, editor. Good job. <laughs> But um, um, quick update, because uh, I, I wanted, I looked it up because I was curious. Uh, Oppenheimer won that original score. Okay. Golden Globe. So he, okay. he did not. Oppenheimer was a fucking phenomenal movie. Yeah, Oppenheimer too. was a good movie. So, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not too disappointed with that. But I personally, my personal favorite Ghibli film has always been Princess Mononoke. Uh, even though the correct opinion. The correct opinion. Uh, and that's also my favorite soundtrack just because, again, I, I think it works really well with the movie. Everything about it fits, and I like the music. Now, yeah. I do think that there are other... They're all really good, all right? They all have standout songs in each soundtrack, but how I'm scoring mine is that how well does the soundtrack fit the entire movie as a motif? Mm. Yeah. He, he just does fantasy perfectly. He's probably... Yeah. <laughs> to me 
in terms of at least in animation, because I don't know a lot of live action composers off the top of my head, is the best composer for this type of movie, this type of anime, like the fantasy. He just captures it. There's something about the music that it just perfectly captures the like vibe of every different Ghibli movie. And they're all slightly different. Like the Howl's one isn't the Mononoke one, which isn't the Spirited Away one, but they all fit the movie themselves so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and uh, Joe is not afraid to mix it up every now and then. Like, if you listen to the soundtrack to Nausicaa, like, I think it's the only uh, or yeah, I think it's the only soundtrack he's ever done, at least for Ghibli, where he leans heavily into synthesizers. Um, and I think that kind of fits perfectly with the the theme of the movie being like being living in like harmony with nature in this like fantasy apocalyptic world yeah <laughs> with this like this futuristic but also kind of weird old world yeah and i think the use of synthesizers in the nausicaa soundtrack fits perfectly with the story being told yeah also couldn't have been cheap to get those synthesizers back in the early 80s <laughs> sounds like a video essay idea if you want to branch out on the channel <laughs> make an hour like... and a half long video about the synthesizers and <laughs> nausicaa soundtrack. the valley of the wind <laughs> I feel like if you ask me what my favorite uh, Hisaishi uh, soundtrack is, I, I probably would say it's, it's really close for me between Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away. It's really, really close. I love both of those movies. I love both those soundtracks. But I also have to give a shout out to Nausicaa because it was my very first anime. <laughs> so that's fair. I just always uh, have issues with the Ghibli soundtracks where I cannot remember, like not, I don't remember the names. I don't, it's like, maybe because I don't listen to them outside of the movies, but they're more like the whole movie is it's, is it's soundtrack. And I don't remember track names. I can't like pick out like, Oh, this was the song I loved the most from that film. It's always just like, no, I love that film's music. Right. Maybe that's just because every film's music is so unique. Like it has that good fantasy feel to it, but each one is very unique. Like if you if you just played a random uh Joe Hisashi, Hisai, I always want to call him Hisashi, Hisaishi, uh piece of music, like I might not be able to tell you what the name of that piece of music is, but I could probably tell you with a pretty movie. good uh amount of certainty what movie it's from. Mm, right. <laughs> just based on how it sounds. That's kind of why I like his work. Like it's so everything is so distinct and unique and it fits the vibe that Miyazaki is trying to tell with the story in that movie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> next one, we have uh, our boy, Evan call. We got to talk about Evan call because <laughs> my, my dude can make some damn good music. Yeah. Um, I personally didn't know who Evan call was until free run <laughs> like I, I i knew his music but i didn't like bother looking up because i i liked Evo violet evergarden's music i didn't know he yeah. did the music for that and i remember when free run was coming out that's when um pretty sure it was in the tie he was like oh it's the the guy who does the music for violet evergarden that's the guy doing the music for free run and i was like oh i like the music in violet evergarden so mm -hmm. i'll give this a chance but other than those two i didn't know that like 
you wrote down big order here. I, I didn't know he did the music for that. I didn't know until I went again, and looked up his discography and I was shocked. <laughs> big order is kind of a, I hated the anime. So <laughs> I, I did too. How have we talked about big order and guilty crown so far? We're talking about the, our favorite anime soundtracks. We've talked about guilty crown and big order. <laughs> <laughs> Two phenomenally bad anime, but the soundtracks though. <laughs> But the soundtracks, I don't, I don't really remember big. I just put it on there because I was shocked that he worked on something so bad. Uh, You gotta get job. You gotta get, gotta get paid. That's true. I don't really remember. I I don't even, I never even finished big order. It was so bad. I got like to the midway point. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out. Um, I don't really remember remember the soundtrack at all. Like people talking about him. I think it was Evergarden was like the breakout. The, yeah. yeah. Like, that, oh. that's, where, that's where I got to like really like know who he was and, and recognize, oh, that's the kind of music he's making. And, it, and it's really good music. I also didn't know he was working on stuff as far back as 2014 because he also worked on the uh, the soundtrack for when Supernatural Battles became commonplace, which also has a good soundtrack. It's kind of a mid show, but it's a good soundtrack. In our effort to talk about every single trigger show. Yes, yeah, I know. I was about to say, I was We're like, going to mention yeah, every there's single a fair number property. of trigger anime on this list. <laughs> well, a lot of trigger shows are they're really good. Uh, I, I, I feel like when supernatural battles become commonplace, there is one specific scene that everyone remembers and talks about, like ad nauseum. I can literally Google and it's, find 10 video essays about it right now, which is funny me. because it's one of the yeah. few scenes in that show without any music in it. <laughs> Yeah, it is. There's no music whatsoever. That is actually pretty funny. There are sound there are sound effects, but there's no music. Um, but no, like Violet Evergarden soundtrack though is just absolutely top notch. Whether you're talking about the show or the o- o- OVA or the movie, like it's all absolutely beautiful. I love the fact that he uses a typewriter as an actual musical instrument in that in that soundtrack. Yeah. Um, very appropriate for for the show itself, and especially the main character of Violet. Um, and like all the character themes in there, especially with, with the show, because it's like, it's almost like an episodic kind of thing where Violet gets a job and she has to go meet someone and you, you learn the sad backstory and there's, there's, there's tears. They'll tell you there'll be no tears, but there's going to be some tears. Um, who says there's no tears in Violet Evergarden? Oh, there were lots of tears for me, especially with episode 10. Um, um, like every like character that Violet meets has like their own little theme, especially when they're telling their story about, you know, when, when, when Violet's writing the letter, it's, it's beautiful. And I think a lot of the reason I probably cried was because of how good the music was. So this is not like, I want to say this not in a way where I'm like, I don't think he's a good composer because he is because he's proven that he's a good composer. I do think that more people know who Evan call is, specifically because he is named evan call <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. it's a very because it's so stand out when you get to like the music section it's like evan call you're like that's an english name he is american in, in, i wanted to double check yeah he is. he is american so like i i and this isn't like a slight against him it's just looking at the discography or like the list of shows it's a lot of shows that like aren't popular or aren't well known and then like violet evergarden and free Run. Um, and so uh, in the shows that have been in front of people, he's clearly proven that he makes wonderful music. Yeah. It's just the fact that I feel like everyone has known who he is for a while, more so because you're watching the credits of a show and you see 
the in, English, yeah, because it's in, so stand out. Uh, English characters, Evan Call. Now, yeah, that's in why a, in a sea of kanji, English letters stand out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew who he was uh, at least before. I don't know if it was before Violet Evergarden, but I never watched Violet Evergarden, and I knew who he was before Free Run. Mm. And I just think that was why it was because, like, oh, well, you know, there's like two Western composers who do anime music, and that's so you have to know both of them because it's just like people talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you see their name when they come up in the credits, and it's like, oh, it's the only English you know name in <laughs> yeah, here. I, I can recognize that. <laughs> I I can read those letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, uh, he is he is a good composer. I mean, despite the fact that people probably know him because of that, how his name stands out in, in credits, I think his music does speak for itself. Well, I'll have to I go think back that and listen to Big makes... Order's soundtrack. Yeah, I gotta listen to Big Order's music. <laughs> Maybe the music like, was actually good. I don't know. I don't remember. Heat in there. I, I don't know. Uh, Sengoku Yoko is out this season, and he's working on the soundtrack for that. And I don't think the soundtrack is that amazing. But it's mm. not that amazing of a show. So I'm like, well, are you a good composer because you make music that fits the show? It's like, well, Free Run is freaking amazing. I, I, loved, I love every song in there. I love how it's uh, paced and themed and everything. Because it makes sense, you know, it's, uh, it's supposed to be like a movie and it's, you know, the hero's journey. But at the end, like since what happens after that, the hero's journey, since we're talking about free, not to derail the conversation, but <laughs> isn't it funny that this is the first anime that's surpassed uh, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood on Mal that no one has rushed to downvote? <laughs> well, you can't deny that it's good. I know. <laughs> I think that whole thing is overblown. I don't think there's some sort of secret society of people downvoting. No, there was. There, there was. They, oh, they there have been organized like attempts to do that. Yeah, it's like they they did that with Gintama, where it's like Gintama just like raked it in every season whenever when it was airing. That, that's my that's my tinfoil hat conspiracy. Actually, it's not the Full Metal fans that downvote the shows. It's the Gintama fans. Oh, so they can have that's four, actually so They can have four seasons in the top ten. That's what that's what's going on here. I don't know if you think like I don't know why you think that's a tinfoil hat conspiracy because that's true. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm are letting you, you know, that, Ian. It's true. <laughs> are, are you saying that that Gintama fans are indeed that autistic? <laughs> I think that they're unhinged and they have a lot of time <laughs> on their hands. Yeah, currently four of the top ten on Mal are Gintama seasons. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I love Gintama, but and then fourteen like... and fifteen are Gintama seasons. <laughs> Dude, some people just have so much time on their hands to be doing stuff like that. I'm like, all right, man, whatever makes you happy, I guess. I have to say though, the fact that Free Ren has stayed on top kind of proves how good it is because even like these staunch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood lovers are like, yeah, it's pretty good. Well, there just aren't a lot of. I mean, there's like only there's like two thousand one out of tens, which is probably all people trying to get it to drop. But even then, it, there's just there's there doesn't seem to be a concerted effort to like get it out of the top spot i do think it'll not yet. drop of it it'll drop i just think it'll drop eventually but i guess we'll have to see how how that is i don't think but... it's better than full metal alchemist that's my opinion on the subject oh, anyway that's a brave okay. opinion right. to be <laughs> putting out there right now it's not over yet your your opinion could change that is true it would be fairly difficult but but I think not it's hard to compare them though because free run is a completely different type of story than full metal alchemist yeah 
One Which is, is kind of why it's it's silly to put them in a list like that. Yeah, <laughs> They're very well, different that, shows. Now we're arguing an entirely different yeah, I know. society. Now we're on problem. a different <laughs> anime topic. Yeah, I know. Why. We should save that for another episode. Um, well, should, we were talking we move about on from Evan, Evan Cole. Yeah, do you want to just go into Kevin Penkin next then? Yeah, let, yeah, since we're talking about Western composers, let's talk about Kevin Penkin. The other Western name that everyone will recognize. <laughs> Made in Abyss is where I really like like recognized who he was. And yeah, because the, the OST in, in that is, uh, is so top tier. It's just now, the same deal, right? It was like the one show that that blew up. To be fair, this was only his third soundtrack that he had worked on. So I but, remember Kevin talking about how like he's been doing music his entire life. He's played at the uh, the Sydney Opera House like as a young guy. He has a lot of connections in the music sphere. And is he, he just got baby? the opportunity. He's Nepo baby. Who is he? A, is Ke- Kevin Pinkin and Nepo baby? Does he, is he, is he related to someone that's already like famous in the music industry? And that's how he got his gigs. I don't think he's a Nepo baby. I, I do know that he is connected because, mm-hmm. you know, that's how, that's how you get to play at the Sydney opera theater when you're really young. Uh, but for how he became an anime composer, he talked about how he just like, yeah, no, I just applied. <laughs> like, I just, hey, can I do music for you? Here's some samples. And he just he got the jobs. That's, like, that's, that's very <laughs> reminiscent of how Pro CD talked about becoming a voice actor. He just showed up and said, can I voice act? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a really deep voice. He's a good voice for voice acting. But dude, yeah. he does the he does the voice of Brow 1589 in the English dub of Pluto. And he knocks it out of the fucking park. Mm-hmm. So with Kevin, I know that he just he kind of just likes making music and he's, he's very go with the flow. Like, yeah, I'll just do it. <laughs> like, it's the same thing for his naming schemes. Like he, he doesn't there's no sense in how he names things. <laughs> he just names them however he feels like. it. <laughs> so, so very similar to uh, Hiroyuki Sawano, where it's like I, we don't understand why you name things like maybe it's just a composer thing, I guess. It makes sense in the moment. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, let's just call this alpha beta zeta cuck or something it's like okay <laughs> yeah sure why not <laughs> but yeah but, made in abyss was definitely his uh his breakout one that everyone because made in abyss soundtrack is amazing yeah yeah and also the only thing he'd really done before was nor nine and i wanted to mention that because <laughs> i wanted to continue our trend of bringing up the worst shows in existence <laughs> during this podcast <laughs> I was trying actively to avoid Nor Nine because I was like, I hated that. <laughs> but apparently, uh, that that doing that, so he like applied with that studio, to, and they had him do the music for that show, and then that's the same studio that did made, that does Made in Abyss. And oh. so they kind of just like, well, here's this other show. You can work. What we'll have you work on this too? <laughs> Kevin was playing Five D chess, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna work on this really shitty show. I'll do a good job, but I'm gonna work on this really shitty show, and then maybe they'll put me on something better. Um, another, so he's also working on Apothecary Diaries right now, and I've mentioned this before, but, you know, Chinoda was like, hey, you should watch Apothecary Di- Diaries, and I'm like, no, fuck you, you have shit taste. <laughs> and then I pick it up, and I'm, like, watching the first episode, it's like, music composer, Kevin Pankin. I'm like, I pause, I'm like, bro, why didn't you fucking say Kevin Pankin did the music? <laughs> then I would have watched it right away. 
<laughs> she noticed the kind of guy he always leads with the most like meaningless information first and then like the important stuff he just fails to mention like, you were talking with him about a show like what was it a couple days ago and he lists all this irrelevant information and then he's like but Sugita does it's like bro why didn't you lead with that <laughs> yeah this is an this is he was talking to me about Sasaki and Peeps and it's like this is an isekai I'm like okay I'll watch isekai I'll watch it eventually but he's like yeah it's just about a bird this and that and I'm like yeah whatever and I'm like eventually he's like oh yeah also the first episode was like 45 minutes long I'm like oh god I don't want to watch an episode that's 45 minutes long and then I start watching it eventually because I've, I've caught up on everything else and I'm like I, I listen to the voice actor I'm like it's motherfucking Sugita I'm gonna watch it he's the main character in an isekai I'll fucking watch this <laughs> This is so funny because I have so I have I have some friends. One of them is like a huge Kintama fan, and she knows she she's like, oh yes, Sugita. But then one of the other people isn't doesn't hasn't watched Kintama, and to them, Sugita has now become Rudy's Rudy's like, inner monologue, Rudy's yeah. inner monologue voice. Yeah, and yeah. She, <laughs> she's so mad that that's how he's now he's like being slandered instead of being like, <laughs> know. you know, wow. he's Rudy. <laughs> he has other roles too like he's pretty he was the um he's oh my god what's his name kion he's kion from uh haruhi if you're oh. any if anyone's old enough to know remember haruhi <laughs> i know we're old enough alex yeah, to remember you are definitely old enough yeah i remember him as kion i also remember him as um oh my god Nachi kokusei no nichijo uh what is it what was his name in the in the show what do you know what Jack? Oh yes. <laughs> I didn't know what Jack. Friggin' I love Sugita's we, voice. We talked so much. about this recently, how it's just funny how for us at least, I don't know how if it's that way for other people, but for us, we we sort of associate certain voice actors with roles. Like for us, Kirito is Kirito. That voice actor, it's always Kirito. Yeah, we always it's just not Yuki Kirito. Kaji, it's it's Kirito. <laughs> Matsuoka always sounds always is the Kirito. Well, Matsuoka's also in so many shows and he does the Kirito voice for so many characters mm. in all of those shows that it's very funny. He does have incredible range though, because he yeah, is oh, also Inosuke 100%. and Demon player and and he's uh, uh yes um but then that uh, we got like dio is always dio yeah dio is always dio yeah but the thing about sagita's voice is like it's so unique that i notice him in everything that he's in even when sagita when you do porn i know that's you man i know it's you <laughs> I didn't understand why I was just like looking at some hentai that came out. I'm like, is that Sagita I hear? <laughs> I find an, interesting, a... an interesting note on the Apothecary Diaries o OST. Not to like, <laughs> not to derail, drag this. us back into the actual <laughs> conversation we're having. But Penkin is working on it with, um, I believe, a people. couple composers. One of them yeah. is Satoru Kosaki. Who yeah. has done a lot of the Monogatari music, like as 80 well as the Monogatari OSTs he did, as well as Haruhi, which I wouldn't have mentioned, but because we were talking about it, I thought it was interesting to. That is interesting that. how it's all interlinked. Wow, it's almost like there's like just a group of people in Japan that just work on making soundtracks for anime. <laughs> and uh, now speaking again, going with the trend of animes, I absolutely detest, but the soundtrack's pretty okay. <laughs> Rising of the Shield Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I don't like uh, Rising of the Shield Hero whatsoever. However, the soundtrack's okay. It's the first show I ever dropped. I used to not drop anime mm. ever. Uh -huh. Um, so technically, it's listed as on hold on my mal, but I'm not gonna lie to myself. 
um you're gonna slide everybody else who looks at your list boys, you know yeah you know <laughs> yeah. if you want to look at my mouth um but i just i just stopped watching it halfway through and i don't really have any desire to go back. don't worry no one else does either perfectly honest. No, no no season one people like it's halfway through it's season two halfway through season two yeah. where people are just like oh, the it's turtle. trash now yeah, the turtle I, in season two is the. I movie. I feel I feel almost like they're just gonna keep making new seasons of Shield Hero as tax write offs. <laughs> Man, I, don't know. I, I wonder I don't how know. popular it is in terms of driving people to buy the novels. That would be the only it, real it reason. It must I could be popular enough it. to warrant more seasons. Oh no the uh the merch that sells for Raftalia and um. Uh... What's her name? Firo? F- 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 whatever the... Philo, but it's Fio, probably Filo? pronounced different. Philo? I think it's Philo. Philo, whatever her name is. Yeah, that type of merch sells like fucking hotcakes, bro. Perfect. Like, everybody loves Raftalia. Like, oh yeah, I'm sure you you weird degenerates would love to have a raccoon slave girl that turns from a nine-year-old to a 16-year-old, so now you can have sex with her. <coughs> yeah, it's funny. Are we supposed to be talking about anime OSTs? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, if you, if I bring up Shield Hero, I have to start griping about everything about I hate about it. But. Speaking of waifus, though, Kevin Pinkin is going to be doing the music for the new Spice and Wolf that's coming out next. Oh season. yeah, because I I remember on this list it was like I think you only I, I'm the one who added Kevin Pinkin. I was like okay, I yeah. the three off the top of my head were Made in Abyss, Rising of the Shield Hero, and Apothecary Diaries. I'm like oh crap, I don't know what else he did. Paragon. Yeah, Tower I of God. didn't know he did Tower of God, actually. I didn't like Tower of God's anime, but it's because I don't like Tower of God, even though I don't like the manhwa. So. Seems like an inherent problem with you <laughs> watching the show if you don't like the the source material. Yeah, I just listen. It, it takes so long for it to actually get really good and interesting. Like every manhwa ever? Like every other manhwa. Like the first hundred chapters is the prequel, and that's what the first two seasons of tower of god is going to be the prequel <sighs> i just yeah. hope the new spice wolf is really good i think it's gonna be i mean it's gonna be a full adaptation so we'll yeah, get a full and kevin bacon doing the music yeah he's pretty good with fantasy stuff yeah we yeah. should just see, see if it becomes as popular as it was when it, the original anime aired yeah it was i, I don't mean, know the an, original anime was pretty popular I don't yeah. know how popular the original anime was in comparison to like everything else. Cause, cause like <laughs> the old anime fans have a, here's a list of the top goaded anime of all time. Right. We've got full top metal is death Alchemist. note. Of course, death note, full metal alchemist and all these other shows. That's like at the time they were the most popular and they're the ones you probably remember the most because everything else you just, they fell to the wayside. Hmm. But I, I don't truly think that, you know, Death Note is probably one of the best anime in the earlier seasons because it was okay. Have you rewatched Death Note lately, anyone? Uh, I watched not, it, but... uh, rewatched it for the first time uh, probably about six or seven years ago. No, I don't know if it's because I've gotten older and I've had more opportunities to watch a lot more anime, but the ending just really irks me. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> man, this really did end pretty terrible, didn't it? <laughs> The ending I kind of hated good. it, but the first like twenty two, twenty five episodes of it are like incredible, though. That's the, by yeah. the way. Speaking of anime with great soundtracks, oh yeah. Death speaking Note. of yeah, oh man, uh, the the band that does the opening, um, oh my god, what's their name? I don't know, but in the in the second OP, I can swear, I swear to God, they're just screaming porn. Why they might be? They, they um, might be. I don't know. 
why can I not? I listen to this band literally all the time. Why? Oh, maximum, yeah. the, maximum the hormone. I don't know why I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. It's maximum <laughs> the hormone. Oh yeah, that's right. It's the second opening. They also did the second ED for, or no, the third ED for Chainsaw Man. Yeah, um, that's my favorite year. ED from. Uh, <laughs> did we do the ranking episode with that? Alex? We have not with, done uh, a ranking no. episode of Chainsaw Man EDs. We really should. And our. Either of you guys caught up on the manga of Chainsaw Man really quick? No. Like you're talking about part two? Yeah. I am not. No. Okay. No, well, there's I'm a not. reference. There's a reference to one of their songs in the manga in part, oh, part of the, in oh, the chapter. Cool. Part that's actually really cool. Um, I, for, oh, De- Death Note. Uh, the, the soundtrack to Death Note is really, really fucking good. Um, Dude, I'm I like having the fact such that... a hard time remembering that band's name. And I'm like, I listen to. <laughs> I know they did a song called Dirty uh, that was part of a... Jamie, weird... look that up. <laughs> Jamie is at work right now. Oh, She can't do anything. <laughs> what, which is this? What band is this? I, the, 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 I, the one who did the first OP for Death Note. the first Death Note OP? Oh, wait, well. I know this band. It's going to... Nightmare. Really it's a... Nightmare. See? Night... See? Literally, the as I was typing it up, it's literally, nightmare. yeah, that's, it's that's nightmare. There we go. Oh, that, that was killing me. I'm like, I listen to Dirty all the time, and also the um, I don't remember what the first opening for Death Note was called. I just remember how it goes. Is it called it's like the world or something? The world, I think. Yeah. I actually, I didn't know what it was. Um, no, I also like in that soundtrack how um. L's theme is literally just a ripoff of the Exorcist theme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that theme though. I mean, it works so well in the anime. Like the anime well, is the like best one of the lasting sound effects. Like just one of the lasting sound effects is like whenever I watch people who do like anime skit stuff, mm. it's like when they do the serious like, like think like that something serious is happening. They're they're doing a mega main brain move. It's like you play L's theme. Mm. The kid, yeah. the young kids these days might not know it's called L's theme and where it comes from, but they know the music. Oh, yes. speaking speaking of, of going back to the old days, uh, you know, we were talking about how like Spice and Wolf, how popular it was, right? Right. Got to remember at the time. First of all, the original Spice and Wolf also has a really great soundtrack. I forget who does it, but it also has a really good soundtrack. Um, at the time it came out, it was competing with some stuff that was like really popular and kind of has lasted in the zeitgeist a little bit. Like it came out around the same time as the first season of K-On. Uh, Haruhi was coming out around the same time. There was uh, just less an- like again. I'm gonna now we're gonna go off on a, a tangent, but there was just like less anime and less. Which anime is probably why we remember it because able- we had a chance yes. to. Watch- there was less stuff people were able to watch and there was less of it in general and it wasn't the community was smaller so it was a lot more of a niche thing of like watching it there's a couple things i I have like i have like like think think piece points in my brain about this where there was less of it um the community was smaller so everybody kind of watched the new hot thing and talked about it together and source material was basically impossible to get translated Right. And so there Unless was nobody. It was the big three. Yes. And so there was no one like, oh, I love, I already read all of Spice and Wolf. You guys are going to love it. Like, because nowadays it feels like a show comes out and half of the fan base is for people that have already read it. <laughs> yes. And it just split, it splinters the anime. <laughs> yeah, it splinters the anime because then you can't really talk to those people about it because they, they know, already know what's going to happen. So you can talk to them about it, but it's not the same. And then the first season ends and anybody that cares 
anything about that series is just going to go read it and catch up. Yeah. And so then it just like, with the exception of gigantic shonen action series, which can survive with two distinct fan bases, it just like becomes the fan base just talks about the source material and that's about it. And it kind of like weirdly affects the, the anime is the anime existence. Well, because like, so, all right. On, I used to be, I used to use Reddit. I don't use Reddit anymore. I'm recovering and I'm recovering. Where where is your fedora? (laughs) Tips my fedora, my lady. But I used to be part of the Overlord subreddit. And basically, Overlord subreddit was dead. Because the only people who would talk in it are people who read the light novel. Until the anime seasons came out. Then all people would flock to it. And it's kind of, it's a seasonal thing. Like, because no one, if the majority of your viewers are going to be watching the anime and more of your hardcore fans are going to be the ones who read it, then it's like, unless there's active media about this, then no one's really going to be talking about it. And, and that's the hard thing. So if you're not watching a popular anime while it's airing, then it, whenever you watch it, it's going to be hard to talk to anyone about it because it's not popular anymore. So I, I feel like that's mm. probably why. Just because mainstream people like they'll, they'll flock to it. They're like I, I remember distinctly, you know, on R slash Overlord, it's like we get maybe a hundred, two hundred posts a day, and most of them are like, "Oh, what did this mean in this one scene in this one thing?" And then people from the light novel, well, actually, you got to see, Mariyama intended that this, you know, it's actually me. I'm the one going. Well, yeah, and then you got people like you who've read the web novel too. No, I haven't read uh, Overlord's web novel. Oh, I've you only read the light novel. The, the web novel is vastly inferior, so don't read that. Read the web, light novel, not the web novel. But uh, other than that, it's like the anime comes out, and then all of a sudden there's an influx of people like, oh, let's talk about the show. Let's talk about the music. Let's talk about the certain scenes surrounding this. And then and that's where the cohesion happens, where like people who have read the source material can be like, oh, yeah, so here are some things that they did leave out. Here are some things for this, why this happens, this and that. But outside of that, it's like these are two spheres that they can't really interact because I, mm-hmm. I I don't want to spoil the ending to Overlord for anyone. I, I want them to actually enjoy it. But also at the same time, I want them to know how much better it is and they should read it. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it really is. Um, maybe that's why I appreciate anime, anime originals so much because there's not people doing that. Because <laughs> we're all at the same level of understanding. No one can be like, oh, I know stuff. Like, no, no one has future knowledge. Like the yeah. last series I can remember, well, it was Bochi the Rock, but that's not really a plot-based. You're, you're watching that for other reasons. You're not watching it for like, oh, what's going to happen next? Uh, Wonder Egg is the last show I can remember where I remember like talking to people about theories and be like, oh, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, do you like what's going to, and obviously the answer was nothing. Nothing is going to happen, but um, <laughs> it really feels like it has to be in a, a, a big anime original nowadays or else. To do like it, theory crafting and stuff. Yeah. Like Attack on Titan worked with that through the, towards the end of the final season because it was such, it was such a mainstay for such a long time and so many people hadn't read it specifically like i didn't read it on purpose because i wanted to watch it it just feels like nowadays it's just everything like when when it's like i love this new season of jujutsu kaisen and i basically couldn't talk to it with anybody i know because they all read they're all caught up and so it was just like yeah i can talk to you about it like people will be like oh what do you think what do you think about this and like people are very nice most of the time about like talking to you and whatever but it's just so hard to talk to somebody that knows what's going what, what happens 
because yeah. then what you do is you mention something you think might happen and then you like read their reaction to see like <laughs> hmm huh. it's very <laughs> interesting like oh that's what you think huh <laughs> oh, yeah wow. anyway <laughs> yeah it's it's hard it's hard to interact because of that and because <laughs> it's hard to interact with like natai for example when i want to talk about something because it's like <laughs> i know he hates spoilers he doesn't want any spoilers for anything that's why I talked to Alex instead because he doesn't give a shit about. Spoilers. I don't give so a I'm shit. Like, oh, thank God I can talk about it. Like the, the the moment, literally the moment he read the final chapter of Attack on Titan, he's like, "I gotta talk to you." I had to talk to someone, and no one else was caught up yet. Okay, man. And I knew you didn't care about it, so I could talk to you. I could, I could. I mean, with Attack I, on I Titan, to, it like, also helped talk... that I didn't give a shit about the story anyway. Well, the thing is, I had to, I needed a sounding board where I need to process my emotions right now about reading this <laughs> chapter. I should have charged you like a nickel every minute for that therapy session. <coughs> but oh man, we've strayed we've, so far. From we've your... I was going to say completely. Um, Back to composers. Oh, Yuki Kadra. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yuki Kajra is a, is, a, is a composer that's worked on um, some really uh, great soundtracks. Uh, Madoka Magica uh, comes to mind. Uh, that soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. It's very ethereal. Like They use a lot of um, vocals in that soundtrack as well, and I think that really uh, does it. Also has worked on Fate Zero, Sword Art Online, which is another anime we like this shit on. Why do we keep talking about these shitty anime, okay, I will say, I don't know if, if SAO is in the same sphere of Guilty oh, Gear. Like, yeah. Guilty Gear. Guilty, guilty Gear. Whoa, 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 nine. Whoa. Yeah, I don't um, think... Big Order. <laughs> I... People can hate on SAO as much as they want, but I, I like the combat scenes. I think it's cool. I like the music. I like the animation. I just hate the story. The story yeah. is dumb. It's definitely the weakest of like some of the big shows they've done music for. It's probably my least favorite soundtrack. I remember like like it I think it fits the show and it's not a bad soundtrack, but there was just no standout, real standout songs aside from like right. A couple of the um, battle songs that have like vocal, like a choir, mm -hmm. like a choir in them. The only ones I distinctly remember, like other than that, it just kind of felt like that's kind of Yuki Kajra's thing, though, using choirs yes. and vocals in, yes, in yes, their yes, music. Yes, yes. Like, that's the Fate Zero songs that are the best. They're all yeah. Even in, even well. in uh, most recently with Demon Slayer, like yeah, oh, I love Demon Slayer. There's vocals in, so the, in some of those tracks as well. Um. But yeah, that's that seems to be Yuki Kadra's like um, kind of go to thing with it, like incorporating vocals, especially in character themes. Now I'm trying to remember the bands that worked on Madoka Magica as well. It was uh, there was Claris. Claris worked on the uh, and OP, I think. Yes, connect. and it's it's the connect. oh my god, there's a band that worked on Madoka and Fate Zero. Is it Califina? Califina, yeah, yes. Calafina. Yeah, Calafina. That, that was the other. I was like, it's another girl band. That's the, the one Calafina. that 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 that, that ED is a. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I like Yuki Kadra's music. One of the things, probably the thing I liked the most about Fate Zero was the music because it certainly wasn't the characters. Um, I, every time I come on here, I learn that we disagree about. Significant portions of things yeah. that I enjoy. Look, I gave Fate Zero a fair chance. I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. 
And I'm like, it's not bad. It's like a I good mean, six out of ten. I'm not gonna get started because I fa- I play Fake Grand Order, so I'm not gonna. Drop oh, this okay. On you're you one, this, yeah, like this, one of those. Get out of here. One, one of those. In this fake place. Fans. Um, I also I haven't like played the visual novel. I'm not that. Oh, like, okay. I'm not in the. See, that. we can see both of his hands. We know he doesn't play the visual novel. I've not played the visual novel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought Fate Zero's animation was great. Uh, the music's really good. I again, I also didn't like the story of Fate, <laughs> but I, I mentioned it last the last time we recorded when we talked about anime that surprises. Like, technically, it is a very well made anime. I just don't now, like the story. For Erased, I don't remember any of the music other than uh, Asian Kung Fu Generations. Yeah. Re, re, re. Yeah, that was that was literally what I was going to say. Was I don't remember okay. any of the soundtrack, but Re Re is but re, re, in re, my re, top like, five like, on Spotify. Da, 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 I just want to point out, da, 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 da. I am the exact same way, and the only reason I put it on here was because when Erased came out, it was the only thing we couldn't shut the fuck up about when this podcast first started. Yeah, every freaking episode we started. So a race was pretty good this week, guys. That was like the first like meme that came out of our podcast. Like, so a race is pretty good. That's what I'm saying. I miss I miss that era of like there being the a show every anime. season that everyone needed to talk about. Yeah, water cooler anime. And like I guess it still happens. Like I guess it's free run last season. I guess it's free run just like a different type of show. But it just like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm it's probably I'm probably the problem, but I don't know. <laughs> I know. I think that's a, that's a that's not just a problem with anime either. I think that's a problem with like episodic or even serialized um, stuff these days, because before right before streaming was big, you had to watch it on TV. That was the only way you could see it. And so if you didn't watch it, you couldn't talk about it at all. And there was no like going back the day after it aired and, and like rewatching. You couldn't do it. And I think that streaming has kind of made it so that, you know, you never know where anyone is at on any particular series. Of course, they can they can be like me, where some series, how I, I like to wait for them to end. And then I, I binge them like I did with Jujutsu yeah, Kaisen Season culture 2. culture is, is very big now for just consuming shows. I like to binge shows. Uh, I, I'm on and off of, like, binging shows. Sometimes I'll, I'll <coughs> just only want to binge shows. So I'll wait till the end, like I did with Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Yeah. And there's other shows where I'm just like, I got to watch it every week, like free run. I got to watch it every week. And I mean, sometimes you might talk to someone about it and they may be watching it week to week, but they might be a two or two or three weeks behind. And then you can't mm-hmm. talk about the most recent episode. I think that streaming has a lot to do with that, which I don't know if there's a, a solution to that. I, I don't know. I mean, if you want to go find an anime community you can look down below and join our discord yeah i mean are we we talk about airing anime on our discord server all the time i do you get live comments from me watching an episode you do <laughs> and then sometimes you get live comments of him berating Shinoda for suggesting something that turns out to be shit listen you can't suggest me a show and say it's good and then if i find it's not good expect to get away unscathed <laughs> it's just not how it works uh yeah i, I going back to a race like i really don't remember it. i just wanted to put it on here because it was the one thing when we first started talking uh, when we first started doing the podcast back at beginning of 2016 like we couldn't shut up about it. and i i remember the show i remember the plot i remember the op i don't remember anything about the music mm-hmm. i i remember going to read the manga <clears throat> 
right after I started watching the end. So I called the ending, like who the killer was in episode, literally watching, uh, watching Riri, the opening during episode two. I'm like, I know who the killer is. Is it because you read the manga? No, no. I just, we were watching the anime and all of a sudden, just listening to Riri, I just was like, all right, I'm just going to do a little bit of detective work here. And like, who's the person who could possibly be the killer? And I was right. So then I went to go read the manga to confirm my theory. (laughs) And I was right. Yeah, he was right. The, I think that the, the manga ends slightly better than the anime does mainly because there's more very abrupt well there's more closure in the manga but it's not that different oh there's the cat back yeah it's not i I wouldn't say the the anime ending is not that much different from the the manga and i honestly i cannot for the life of me remember any songs or any like stings or anything like that other than the opening (laughs) (laughs) But that's just because you know Asian Kung Fu Generation is a really good band. But but Demon Slayer's OST is really good. Oh yeah, you can always remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the st- it has one of my favorite stings in any of any show because I just like it's like sticks in your brain. Yeah, the no the noise. Yeah. Um, also, that that music that plays in episode nineteen of season one is just. During oh, yeah. the fire dance, yeah. That was what I was going to bring up, is that's like the song that everybody knows from that soundtrack as that's well. That's like, all that scene that, is just That perfect. episode is like the episode that made Demon Slayer like pop. Yeah. Nobody remembers that before that, the first whole first core of that show, it was airing. And People it, hated it, and, actually. They were like, oh, this well, is just Nobody was talking sucks. about it. It was like, oh, it's a Shonen Jump series. Well, part of and, that is because you know, um, freaking, I don't remember the freaking Lightning Boy's name. Um, Zenitsu. 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 Yeah, because Zenitsu is just so, his voice is so grating and his character is so annoying. And he kind of takes over for a couple of episodes while we're watching him. We're like, I don't really care about your Flash sleep style, bro. It's just so <laughs> weird to think about a world where like Demon Slayer was airing and no one was talking about it. I know. It's just yeah. so so weird. And now every time the season airs, it's all people talk about. It's like now it's it's one of the biggest shows in the world. It's yeah. unbelievable how that happens. Yeah. Man, pre pre-covid was a re- weird world, wasn't it? <laughs> I went to I went to a convention in September or August of 2019. And there was one group of Demon Slayer cosplayers. One. And that was right. that would have been before the episode 19. Era. It was before 19, but it was while it was it was the second core. Or it was like the second core was starting mm. soon. It had already had already been airing. Yeah. One. One group. And now <laughs> now you go to conventions and like there's whole groups, like it's, huge groups it's of Genshin Demon and Demon Slayer. Yeah, Genshin, now. Demon Slayer. Uh Haiku used to be pretty popular, not but I not not, not as much a, anymore. Jutsu Kaisen is, is pretty popular cosplay now though. Yeah, I imagine this year will be a lot of um, Jujutsu stuff. Free Rin, probably. Maybe. Yeah, I think um, some Free Rin. I, I, I'm hoping with the, the resurgence of Spice and Wolf, we'll see more Holos. Mm. <laughs> you can only hope. I can only hope. Um, all right, let's so we'll move on to an, another composer here. Um, Shiro Sagisu. Um, Evangelion. That's all I gotta say. Like you know, you know that you know that music. You know it. You know that bombastic, over the top music in Evangelion. See, I didn't know who did the soundtrack for 
Evangelion because I I think it's good, yes, but I, I'm looking at the rest of this stuff and I'm like Bleach. Oh, I recognize Bleach. That's a lot more recognizable to me. No, his Bleach soundtrack is. I mean, just just the like um, Ichigo's theme, right? Is like such a such a standout song and so different than most other like anime to begin with that it's like that in and of itself is worthy of being like mentioned in any conversation about composers yeah and uh, he has come back to do the music for a thousand year blood war as well and i think the music in that is probably even better than the original bleach soundtrack well i don't know about that bro yeah there's a new mix of that theme that came out with that anime and it's actually better than the original i, 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 I think time. so too I think so too. <coughs> and he also came back to do the music for the Evangelion rebuild films um, as well. And also, I, I would be remiss. Uh, we're going to try and talk about every single Trigger show. He has worked on all the Gridman uh, shows for Trigger too. Gridman, Danny Xenon. Okay, check it off the list. We got this. <laughs> there you go. Oh my God. And, and did the music for the Gridman Universe movie. I, I hate that we it was a joke it was literally a joke but it's becoming reality <laughs> and then to come back to our other bit for the episode he did the music for berserk 2016 oh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> there we go we have two bits in this show one we have to mention every single trigger anime and two we have to like bring up these 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 composers the worst, doing these wonderful <laughs> the worst animes the composers have worked on for phenomenally bad anime <laughs> I didn't hate Berserk 2016 as much as everyone else. Uh, you, I you understand. Can, I'm not going into this it. conversation. <laughs> John, you do, guys you under, do you understand why people didn't like it? Because it's in 3D. It, it looks like ass. Yeah, it's, it's it does look like ass. I agree. It was the same studio that did uh, Fist of the North Star, I believe, too. Mm. The um, Fist of the North Star Blue Sky or whatever it was that the yeah, new the one that they did sh shitty remake the shitty remake that was just like god awful and shot at 12 frames a second for some reason <laughs> <laughs> like it, they you know normally you animate it's 24 fps but nope 12 for whatever reason and it's in 3d I, I'm like, oh, okay sure i mean if but, you're gonna if you're gonna animate in 3d you should want to animate in 24 frames per second because in 3d your 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 faults are going to be way more noticeable at lower frame rates yeah you can't do like um oh my god what is it called when you you can like when you're doing 2d and then you can like smudge stuff to make it like to overemphasize an action i don't remember smear, smear sure it, it's called smear motion blur you can yeah i don't there's an actual word for it i don't remember i i took animation and art and stuff and i i should know these but i, I don't remember <laughs> I just make video games. Why? Why are you here if you don't remember all the stuff you learned? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I the the Bleach soundtrack is uh, as much as I, I harp on. I do like the Evangelion soundtrack, but the Bleach soundtrack is probably what Sagasu is most famous for. At least what most people will probably recognize. Yeah. Apparently, he's also like I guess good friends with uh, Hideaki Anno because he did the soundtrack for Shin Godzilla and Shin Ultraman. Yeah. Oh. Uh, over the last few years as well. So. Yeah, he has he has also worked on a significant number of live action stuff too, not just anime. Um, I I guess we got to talk about Yoko Kondo, right? 
Uh, we okay. probably should have talked about her earlier. Yeah, I know. Like in the top three, in the top three, yeah. like the yeah. most recognizable composers. Everyone's gonna know about Yoko Kano. I mean, mainly Cowboy because Bebop. of Bebop. All right, let's be three, honest here. Two, one, let's jam. Let's jam. I literally made the joke at the beginning of the episode. Uh, but I feel like Yoko Kano, at least in our list, I I've seen all four of these uh, anime: Bebop, Ghost in the Shell. Kids on on the slope and terror and resonance. I've specifically seen all... Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. She did not work on the original movie. Yeah, no, that was Ken Kenji something. I I can't remember. I don't the, remember the, the 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 music in that movie is also really really good. Um, but uh, Yoko Gano did not work on the. Soundtrack I love for that the movie. standalone complex soundtrack. So oh, like, really there's good. like a list of only a few shows on this list of like stuff. I'll go out of my way to listen to the soundtrack in my own time. And that's on, it was like Attack on Titan, um, like Gurren Lagann, which we'll talk about a little later. And then like the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex soundtrack is like unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I, I, I'm with you though. Like that's something I would definitely go out of my way to listen to the music and that. Like it's just, it's phenomenal. It, 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 talking about a soundtrack that fits the story being told really, really well. Like that soundtrack Every single every single track on that is just it fits the story that they're telling in that so well. Yeah, like Terran Resonance. I don't. I listen to Terran Resonance, and I I don't think Yoko Kano. I think of the story because I'm just like I don't remember the soundtrack no, very much. We, we on this podcast <laughs> we hear Terran Resonance and we all think the same thing. You're kidding. <laughs> the bad English. Oh God, and the, the whole edginess of the show too, but. Like with Bebop and Kids on the Slope, it's the, the jazz inspired and themed like soundtrack and design. Mm. But it's like, well, Kids on the Slope is quite literally about jazz. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's about a guy who gets into jazz. Uh, Bebop, I feel like is. What is that? Cyber noir, I think is the the term for it. The the genre that Bebop falls under. That's a good I, I've never heard that term before, but I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I believe you. <laughs> I, I think that's what the genre would technically be considered cyber noir. It is like a noir film just with sci-fi elements. Yeah, it's I think that's the term that we have we as a community who like Bebop have coined, I guess. I don't know. I could be making it up. <laughs> who knows? But maybe you've coined an entirely new genre. Well, with like noir, uh it's like you you get it's a very you know, if you've ever seen a noir film or anything like that, it's it has that type of mood, right? It's very moody music and it fits very well. So Yoko Kano, she does an amazing job making the soundtracks fit what she's uh, making for. It, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, like that's why I think she's so talented and she honestly doesn't get as much credit. And she gets a lot of credit. She gets a lot but of credit for like, like it, Tank. It, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, wow, I love Yoko Kano. I love, I love, like, love Bebop soundtrack and I love all that jazz that she does and it's like yes the bebop soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks of all time but i've heard a lot of people say that terror and resonance terror and resonance is actually her best soundtrack which is you know i don't have an opinion on that but i do think like she's so good at making just like music right like you yeah. could listen to terror and resonance and be like oh i wonder who this composer is and then be like oh it was yoko or like the standalone complex one too if i didn't know that you listen to that soundtrack because I think in a lot of people's minds, if you say Yoko Kano, it's the Bebop soundtrack. And if it doesn't sound like... It's kind of like the reverse 
of what we were talking about with Solano. With Solano, yeah. Like yeah, where, where you recognize, oh, yeah, that's Solano oh, right yeah, there. You always know when it's a Solano soundtrack versus Yoko Kano's fits the show so well and is, is so so diverse that it's you wouldn't know unless you looked it up who was doing the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, mo- moving on, oh, we already talked about Kevin Pinkin. Um Oh, Yugi Hayashi. <laughs> let's go one of the only (laughs) the composer who composed one of the only anime soundtracks i actually own physically on a cd for your favorite anime of all time for my favorite anime of all time my hero academia yes yes. and and to run with thieves i i I don't like my hero academia i don't really i love that soundtrack though holy crap okay my hero academia (laughs) is good for two things it's music and it's porn at at the porn yeah Bro, calm down. They're under uh, 18. I'm see you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more Ian interacts with us, the more he's like, man, I hate these ACAD guys. Why do they why do they keep inviting me? Maybe I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> no, the My Academia soundtrack is awesome though. Yeah, I love it quite a lot. Uh I and, and I will say, like like YouTube says, you say run really does go with everything. It's it's like he like hacked he like hacked music and yeah. like the perfect like hype song. It's like unbelievable how that song is just like perfect and it always works. And whenever they played in the show, you're like, oh, okay, I don't I don't even know if I what was going on anymore. I'm just like, but I, I like, know I'm supposed to get hype now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. So there's a lot of because I don't watch like the newer seasons of um MHK, but. I know that I watch a lot of shorts that like remix songs that have MHA music. And whenever I hear it, I'm just like, I feel like this is MHA music. And I'll look it up. And it's like, yep, that's MHA music. All right. Makes me feel get, like I'm getting hype. <laughs> like yeah, I'm watching yeah. it and it's, it's doing a really good job. Like every new season has like a different mix of you say run a lot of the times where he'll like <laughs> slightly tweak it. And that's always really fun. It's like, like jet. Was it? I want to say it's Jet Set Run, but that might just be me combining Jet Set Radio and that song. So give me a second. <laughs> it is Jet Set time. Run. It's I'm Jet after. Set Run. I was correct. <laughs> I, I was gonna say it would be the first time people have like combined two completely different things on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that uh, this entire idea for this episode, when you brought it up, Ian, was because of. <laughs> Was because of the My Hero soundtrack specifically. Yeah. I was like, oh man, you know, like yeah. you say run, and then there's the the song. Oh my god, it's from the Stain arc. I'm gonna look it up in a second. Where it's like a normal song that plays, and then he added vocals to it for that specific scene with Endeavor, and it's so good. And I don't remember the name of the song, and it's really annoying me right now. So I'm in the, I'm in the act I'm in the act of trying to look up. <laughs> what the name of the song he is. is becoming our jamie we should just have him on all the time as our jamie in the background <laughs> just looking up stuff for us and fact checking everything we say i feel like that's a that's a disrespect to ian because yeah i like him being on in front like <laughs> in the back. i mean he can still, <laughs> he can still talk. i mean jamie talks on joe rogan's podcast yeah but we need a camera on ian <laughs> um while you while you look that up, he has also done the soundtrack for High Q, which does also have a really hype soundtrack. Yeah, classic shonen. Um, I liked Blood Lad to a certain point. <laughs> I I feel like the the soundtrack is okay as well. I I don't think it's that terrible of a soundtrack, but 
obviously my hero academia is probably his most famous work and will continue it's to be his most, most recognizable it's kind of just like it comes with the territory yeah like well, i know i'm voice really actors curious if he's gonna find out this stuff. information <laughs> yeah i don't uh i know that voice actors and actors in general can get typecasted into certain roles like they they will do this thing forever and i feel like with uh hayashi that's kind of how he is for the hype soundtrack. shonen composer yeah that's like i do hype shonen music because like at least for these three it's like these are hype shonen shows mm -hmm. and they will continue and he will continue to be put on to hype shonen shows which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I, no, I mean, hey, if there's if there's something I, I'd want to be known for, that wouldn't be so bad to be known for if I were a composer, because there's always new shonen coming out that need music. Yeah. I, so the issue okay? here, folks. Yeah, I apparently misremembered when that arc was in. I thought it was season three for some reason. It's season two. So now I found the season two OST. So now we're going to figure out. He's going real deep down the My Hero Academia music rabbit hole. I was just, just going to buy I'm, I'm going to find it out like when we're done recording and it's going to I, th really I thought he was going to say, I'm just going to buy it right now and so I can have the whole soundtrack. <laughs> I can't figure it out. I don't recognize any of the song, well, song names. So we'll, I'll come, we'll come to, back to it. Moving on to someone who, uh, going from someone who's recognizable for doing hype shonen stuff to someone who has a huge range with their music uh kensuke ushio um, i need to look something up for kensuke ushio because i okay. feel like if he's who i think he is silent voice yeah worked on us uh well the three we have listed here specifically are silent voice chainsaw man and devil man crybaby uh three soundtracks that have very different feels to them there, there. So there are some songs on the Chainsaw Man soundtrack that are the more downbeat songs that sound. You can, you can, you can connect. I don't know if it's because I know it's him, but mm. there are some of those songs you can connect. You're like, oh, I can hear like, like he uses like some chimes and stuff like mm. that. That's like, it's like, oh, this I, I can connect this to the. Sound I think it's because you know because I've I've obviously know. watched Chainsaw Man and a, and Silent Voice or a Silent Voice. Uh, I could, well, I never would have guessed that the two soundtracks were done by the same person in a million years. Yeah, he does. I think you're doing a huge job. disservice to the man who did the music for Ping Pong the Animation. I mean, <laughs> Ping Pong the Animation. Listen, that's I, thought, I was like, so yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, isn't he the guy that did Ping Pong? I don't want to say it because I don't remember, but I was like, I feel like it is though, right? So many times on this podcast because no one else has watched it. I have said it, the show, it, it's a, it, it's an acquired taste with its animation, but man, it's a good story and the music is really good. It's Yuasa, right? Yuasa directed it. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Okay, yeah, because I've heard I've heard nothing but good things about it too. So, yeah, it no, is no one. I've never talked to anyone who's watched Ping Pong the animation, but it, it's so good. It's so good. No, uh, Silent Voice is probably highly, though. <clears throat> it is freaking eight point six two on Mal. Holy crap! Um. But going back to, to Ushio here, um, the the soundtrack to Asylum Voice, I think as much as the, the, the I love the writing in Asylum Voice, I think the music really carries the emotions of that movie a lot. Um, especially towards the end. Yeah, that the soundtrack is that movie to me. Mm. So many of the things I remember from that film are specifically attached to the different songs. 
also, if you've ever looked at the OST for that, for that, and also all of his stuff, I think he he also has bizarre naming conventions for his music yeah. to the point where if you don't remember, or I've had to go through the silent voice, like all the sound, I try to soundtrack to find something and just go through every song because there's <laughs> literally no way to tell so, unless you, you know, know that know what the song mm-hmm. is. You know that famous uh, uh, piece of music at the end of Silent Voice that plays like that. Da, 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 that's literally just called Lit Var. Yes, it's it's a, it's a <laughs> variation var. of of Lit from earlier in the yeah. in the in the. Oh, it's so frustrating that he names his songs like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why 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 did Japanese composers because the Chainsaw this? Man soundtrack is like that too. I'm gonna pull it up. <laughs> It's just like I've never even looked at the titles of the music in the Chainsaw Man soundtrack. I just played the music. Is okay, it really okay, it's, it's not as bad? It's not as bad. It's like like Good Night Boy, Sweet Sweet So Sweet Dreams is the one I was talking about when I feel like you can hear the connection between. Is his that the sound is that the piece chords? of music that plays when at the, the beginning of the show where he's talking to Pochita? I think so. Okay, that's. I think the one I know what I piece of music about. you're talking about. Then, so no, I, I take my I take what I said back. He did not name the Chainsaw Man ones like that. They just have, they're all lowercase for some reason. But it is like Special Division Four, Edge of Chainsaw, The Door, and such. So he did actually name his Chainsaw Man tracks normal things. Okay. And what about Devil Man like, Cry Baby? The he he named the Chainsaw Man tracks in reference to like what the scene is, so to yeah. make it easier for you to to recognize at least like when it says the door because I've seen Chainsaw Man, I I know what that soundtrack is going to be for at what scene. What about the, the Devilman Crybaby track, Crybaby? No, well, I mean <laughs> of course. I've never seen Devilman Crybaby. I I know people like it, and I'm assuming this is the remake, right? Yes, this is the, yes. the one that came out in 2017. I want to, yeah, 2017 or 18, 18 one of those two. Um, yeah, the music in that is, is really awesome. That's another one that got memed to hell. One of the themes in there gets memed to hell all the time. The opening theme that I believe I did, he I might not, he, he might not have worked on it, but the opening theme of that is so good. Oh my god, mm. I love it so much. I'm telling John, we need to do another OP and ED one to have Gian on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to list off um, Clara's songs now. Okay. (laughs) That's my opening and ending song episode. Clara's makes really good music. I like Clara's. I will fight anyone who thinks Er uh, Clara's best song is an irony. I I will literally fight you. I'll jump right out of the screen and fight you right now. Yeah. I was really impressed uh, that on Ushio's work with the Chainsaw Man soundtrack, I think he captures it particularly well for what that series is going for at that point in the story. Um, Yeah. And that's without me going on my rant about how I think the anime is good and everyone should stop complaining. Um, But (laughs) A Silent Voice is like his best work still i i think i, I still think that. to I this day i i think that a silent voice might actually be my favorite anime movie ever i think yeah there's a lot of really i mean i, I really like the original ghost in the shell movie too 
um but i love a silent voice so much i cannot recommend and that's that's a movie i have no qualms about recommending to people who have never watched anime in their lives well because it's not just an anime movie it's it's a movie about real life stuff it's not an anime movie it's a movie that is an anime yeah yeah there's no like mystical bullshit that happens in it or anything. you don't have to know anything about japan or japanese no. culture it's just and about then, a, a girl and it's a guy gr- it's who great. are struggling to communicate. It's great for the boomers because literally within the first five minutes, they get to hear the who. <laughs> oh, I forgot. That's, that's how that opens. That's, that's like how it, it starts opens. with I my generation. Like the first song. Yeah, it's like the first song in the movie. Yeah. Which the first time I watched it, it shocked the hell out of me. It's like, it's, it's crazy. Like you get that opening like scene and then all of a sudden, boom, it's the who. Mm-hmm. So my favorite anime film uh is your name and okay much of that is because of the radawimp soundtrack mm. that has now become a staple of shinkai's movies Work. since your name yeah so to, to keep on trend here with the whole man let me talk about how your name is not that great <laughs> <laughs> I see your name for me is one of those movies that I've rewatched that movie both in English and in Japanese now because I do think the English dub was very well done. Um, I've rewatched it, I think, seven or eight times now. And okay. each time I rewatch it, I find something new about it I don't like. I feel Why are like you're still rewatching it then. I don't know. So what, I thought you had to like, rewatch I find it. something new. I'm like, like yeah, I, I do when too. I first, no, Every time I, I watched it, it something I didn't catch the first time. <laughs> When I first watched it, like it was, I, I immediately rated it 10 out of 10. It's down to like a 7 out of 10 for me now. And the only reason he's rated it lower is because he, I keep talking to He keeps talking to me about it. And I start pointing everything out. And I'm like, God, you're right. Of course I'm right. Uh, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's a good film. Okay. The, the soundtrack is amazing, right? Mm. But I just feel like it's not Shinkai's best work. That's just how no, I, I feel. I still think, uh, what was the five centimeters we, per second? Yeah, five centimeters per second is still his best year. work. Which it's it, hard to think of that as a film. It's certainly not feature length, um, but it is. I guess it's an hour long movie. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in the Your Name movie review, but the one scene that makes me cry in Your Name has nothing to do with the actual story. Just something that resonated with me in my personal life. It's just like, that's cheap. The only reason I cried at this movie is because it made me think about my grandma. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing that actually made me feel emotion. But yeah, it's the, the soundtrack is amazing. I, I love Radwimps, uh, the band. And to be fair, despite my 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 issues with <clears throat> Shinkai's like latest films, I do still like the music in it. And I think that is probably just due to how good Rad, Radwimps are as a band. Yeah. Of all of the composers that we have talked about or will talk about, this is the only one that I've seen live in concert. Oh my god! And okay. so that adds a little bit of um, a little bias. bit of extra <laughs> bias. Bit of bias. There. <laughs> yeah. There's just something about seeing like um, Dream Lantern or Zen Zen Zen's live it was just like unbelievable. It was like such a peak moment. Um, but they definitely, to me, like I. I was really high on Weathering With You when it came out, and then I've kind of gotten a much colder on it since. But the stuff that I do still go back to in that film is the music. 
Mm-hmm. Like there's songs from that from that film that I really like. Um, and I don't even know if I want to compare it because I feel like I like the Your Name songs better, but that also might be because I like the movie better, right? And you have more of an emotional connection to these songs because they're right. from this movie you like instead of this movie you don't really like. I mean, if, if, if you put a gun to my head and force me between like Your Name, Weathering with You, and Susan May to pick the best soundtrack, I'm going to go with Your Name. I still think so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, not that I've seen Weathering with You. I still haven't seen that one. But I did watch Susan May. <laughs> you I watched that Susan in May. theaters. It's all right. It, it was a little different. <coughs> there were he turns himself songs. into a chair, Morty. There weren't as many songs that I like that like jumped out to me with Susan May. Yeah, other than like actually, other than Susan May, yeah, the other than the theme. song, yeah. Like I was always, I was waiting for. There are still some good songs on it, but there was, like, I was waiting for that big, like the song. Like both of the both of those other movies have like the song that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, your name has a few, but has like the big climactic vocal theme toward the end of the, for the end of the movie, the climax of the movie, and your Susan May just either didn't have one or didn't have one that I picked up on and remember. So I don't know. I don't remember one either. It was the probably only... just Susan May again. They probably just played. It probably the was. Yeah. It's just a different like riff theme, of I guess. It, Yeah. I remember uh, listening to Susan May's soundtrack before I, the movie came out in America and being like, okay, fuck the, the, the soundtrack's pretty good. I, I I'll go watch. You can't this do that. <laughs> you can't listen to the soundtrack before you watch it. Cause it'll color your, your take on the, the show that might be why i didn't hate susan may as much as i thought i would <laughs> even though when i saw the trailer and i was like oh my god he turns into a fucking chair i can't <laughs> you know why he did that do you guys have you guys read that interview of why he did that no so he wanted susan may to be a he's not super clear on it a girl's love story potentially he wanted it to be a lesbian love story he wanted it to be it. the two main characters were two girls how far that would have actually gone in the actual story he was writing is unclear. But because he said he also described it as like a sisterhood type of story. So I don't really know what he was going for there, but he didn't want it to be a traditional romance story because he said he was tired of doing that. because He'd already done it with your name and then with weathering with you again. Um, and the producers were like, no, you should do a, a boy meets girl story again because it makes bajillions of dollars. Um, and so he did. But then as kind of like a fuck you, he was like, but then I turned him into a chair for most of the movie (laughs) so that there was no romance. What? No, that is not. That's not real. Yeah, it is. I have have heard that. I have heard that story, like the original like pitch and draft of his story that he created. It was supposed to be like a lesbian love story. Yeah, I don't know about that because the exact quote from the interview is he wanted it to be like a girl girl and girl story or a sister like a sisterhood type of story and so yeah. i th- it's like i want to assume that he's talking about like making like a yuri movie because i think that's really really like would be really cool to see him do that um but it's it is not a hundred percent clear from the interview that it was going to be like yeah the, the translation a leaves a little bit open romance. to interpretation so i don't know but at least it wasn't going to be the um i don't even remember what his name was Chair guy would not have been a. It would have been a another girl. I I can't remember, and this maybe this is why I don't resonate with these last three movies as much now. I if I if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you the main characters' names in any of those three movies. I can do your name. It's take. I couldn't even Mitsuha. do it in your name. 
I couldn't do but, it with any of Shinkai's films. I just, <laughs> I know main guy, main girl. They're the love interest. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all I needed to know to understand the movie. I didn't need to know their name. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, Red Wimps are, are pretty good, though. Um, also, they like, in the it. same vein, we haven't written this down, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised we haven't. In the same vein, though, the OST for um, Spy Family um, being done by uh, No Name, that's really good, too. Um, yeah they should just become a jazz band they really I was going should. to bring up your name your name no name no name um earlier when we were talking about like what we wanted to talk about and mm-hmm. i just haven't seen enough of the shows like i haven't seen doro hey doro i haven't seen like it's like soccer request is that the name of that show they've, they've so. done a few of the other shows like, i haven't seen so i didn't bring them soccer up but something they are Kind of like I was talking about Yoko Kano, like so unbelievably versatile, where like none of their like that's the reason why I almost feel like they don't get enough they don't get enough credit because like so many of their soundtracks sound so different than from each other, hmm. and like they did so many of those EDs for Dora Hidero that, that are like unbelievable, and they've done so many different soundtracks that are all like very distinctly different in different genres, and it just feels like they don't get as much credit as I think they should be they should do for it i agree and like just bang up job with spy family they they got that like international intrigue slash jazz sound down (laughs) it's like it's it's james bond but it's not james bond um all right let's move on to um taisei iwasaki Kekai Sensen, a show I haven't seen, but everyone oh keeps God. yelling at me. How have you not seen Kekai Sensen, bro? <laughs> no, I can't believe every time I hear that, it, it makes me cry. Like, ups- I'm physically upset. Like my stomach <laughs> hurts, bro. My pancreas hurts. My liver hurts. Like I can't believe this. Does it make you as upset as watching me overwrite the same save file in every single game that I play? No, this is oh, on a more man. visceral level, dude. Like, so you've never lost a save, then? Is that what that tells me? Is you've never lost a save because you because you do not that. in many many years. Oh my god! Listen, like that guy Sensen is one of my favorite. I think it's in my top five. As OSTs, random. I just love Kekai Sensen. The everything about Kekai Sensen. Like, <laughs> was it episode? Oh god, what episode? It's the Burger Dude with "On My Own." That song, "On My Own." Oh man, I think it's five. But episode five I... or seven. Or I don't. I'm remember, just gonna look it up. But I'm just gonna look yeah, it up. Go, go look it up, Jamie. But uh, was it I Shino Shinomiya Shino? So whatever is the singer? I believe for that song. Uh, I do know it's episode six. Don't forget to don't forget me. Is yeah. the oh, burger episode? I love that episode and everything about that, like just the theming and the music in that episode with "On My Own." Oh, dude, I love it. Ah, oh, visceral. I freaking wish Natai were here. He, me, and him could gush about that guy sense. One day, one day, I will sit down and watch Kekai Sensen. Today is not that day. You well, should. You should do that, and then you should watch both of my videos about it on youtube.com <laughs> slash. <laughs> nice plug. No, nice no, plug. you got to finish the plug. Be more brass, yeah. It's on the screen. <laughs> at be more brass. What are you doing, dude? Where's the ad? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, I didn't know that Taisei Iwasaki did Bell or Metallic Rouge. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew only... he was working on Metallic Rouge. I... I like the music in Metallica Rouge right now. It's only been two episodes out right for now. So I, I you know, obviously I haven't heard the entire soundtrack, so I can't say mm-hmm. much. 
Uh, I did like Bell too, though. <laughs> I'm like the most forgiving towards Bell because I like the music quite a lot. It is uh, a very yeah. good soundtrack. I mean, if I if I'm judging it, I, I mentioned this in our movie review of Bell. If I were judging it solely on the music, I'd probably give it like a eight point five out of ten. But... I just wish Bell was a better movie about just the music and the girl. Yes. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> It's a shame that it's it's a shame that the B story in that movie exists. It is such a shame. Oh my god! Oh fuck! Who's the the director of Bell? Um, Hosoda. 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 Yeah. Forget budget Shinkai. (laughs) Yeah. It's just Shinkai with a different art style. It's just budget. He's 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 the furry director. Oh no, that's we right. About we we, we literally talked... said that. That's right. He is a secret <laughs> furry. He is a secret. I don't think it's a secret. Furry. I mean, yeah. The I mean, he made, he made Boy and the wolf. Beast, Bell, and then Wolf, wolf Children. children. Yeah. Wolf Children. Like I mentioned, I mentioned it in the in that in Wolf Children, she does not hesitate at all to take that wolf dick. <laughs> it's just like like because Summer Wars and Boy and well Boy and the Beast certainly, but like Wolf Children is the one where I'm like. Okay, man. Like, <laughs> okay, I, I know okay, episode. I see where you're at. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Because there are already so many characters in Bell that like their virtual avatars are animals too, and I just think that's really funny. Man, I just think people like to be cute animal, like animal human hybrids. I, I I don't think it makes you necessarily a furry. <laughs> but the body of work is there, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. not not saying that our mascot is a cat girl, but. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> I think that everyone out there should watch Kikai Sensen because that is one of my like top ten anime of all time, I agree. and that it's bolstered by the soundtrack. Maybe we'll get a bolstered. season three one day. <laughs> one <Maybe>. day. <laughs> I mean, hell, I mean, we're getting a remake of Spice and Wolf. Anything is possible. All I ask is that they make the manga easily to easy. Like you can't read it legally anywhere. Yeah, like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. The internet was supposed to be. It's supposed to free us, not trap us. Well, I just don't understand how it's like. It it feels like it's popular enough. Someone should license it, please. Yes. Yen Press, if you're listening to this podcast, please re- license the Kekai Sensen manga. Yes, please, please license all the manga. Actually, Yen Press does a good job with their manga. I'm trying to uh, think of like I was gonna say Seven Seas, but I'm like, no, Seven Seas is more like Isekai. They they care a lot more about Isekai than anything else. But Vertical could probably do it. They did a great job with the Monogatari light novels. No, I mean, if Viz wants to do it, I don't care. Just somebody, somebody, somebody do it. Somebody. Somebody. Buy it. I need it. I will give me. Let me take my money, please. Don't you just hate that when you want to give someone money and they're just like refusing to let you give them money? Like, ah, yes. It's in like SQ. It's in Jump Square. It's in. That's that's why I'm most. I'm at Jin Jump Square, and so I'm like, okay, it's Shonen Jump, or like it's Jump. It's a Jump property. It's Shueisha, and all of your other manga are all always on your app. Why is this not there? I don't understand. Please. (laughs) Maybe they had a falling out with the the creator, but he's still rating it. Yeah, it just came out at Jump Square. I don't know. Guys, maybe promote maybe, your series. Maybe the creator only wants it in physical form uh, and doesn't hey, want it translated. Hey. I don't know. I don't know. 
anyway, let's talk about a, another Iwasaki. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Uh, uh, yeah. No relation. I don't think. Um, not that I could find. Uh, but yeah, Taku Iwasaki. Uh, it's not. It's not a trigger property, but <laughs> Grin Logan's a trigger show. I don't care. I mean, I, 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 we I, all know it's no, trigger. They own. The, they own the rights to it now. So yeah, it is a trigger property. There you go. They bought. They bought the copyright to it. Did they? Yeah, because yeah, because mm-hmm. Gainax doesn't exist anymore. Oh yeah, they bought the copyright to that and Panty and Stocking. It's why they're making a new, new, new season, season of Panty yeah. and Stocking. I just but love the, that story of Panny and Stocking. Like they just got pissed drunk after making um it was Ava, right? Yeah. They they were finished with the I don't remember which one it was, but they they were getting drunk after like, yeah, Ava, we were done and then they're like, you would know be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I wonder how many anime have come out of that, like just people More than getting zero. drunk or high. <laughs> More than zero. More than yeah. All it's at them. least one. But yeah, Gurren Logan's soundtrack I think is pretty pretty iconic. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's oh. right. Row row fight the power. Oh, the oh, entire oh, reason oh. I added Taku Iwasaki to this list was because of Gurren Logan mostly and also JoJo's part 2. Is a soundtrack I enjoy as well. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> the Gurren Logan soundtrack is just like uh, is Oh my god. There are so many songs from that that I just listen to all the time. Whether or not it's like some of the insert songs, like "Happily Ever After," or Do you know, um, if if I didn't know better, and if I didn't already know, uh, you could actually convince me that Gurren Logan's OST was composed by Hiroyuki Sawano. That's how good it is. <laughs> it doesn't have like that that big drop song though. That's no, the thing. but it, like, but like what it victory... does have is great character themes. Yes, that yeah, Sawano is really great at writing. Just like the Kill a Kill, it's funny how similar those soundtracks are at points, given that they're by different people. Yeah, the character themes are the character themes are they're so good. The like the victory song, which is Happily Ever After, is mm. very very good. The lib- I never remember it like it's like Libera Me from Hell is the row row row, row 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 fight the power song. That song's incredible see they've both soundtracks even have like the song with the kind of goofy english rapping in it <laughs> yeah and it by different people it's so crazy <laughs> that's why i say like i i look at that i look at the killer kills like i could be convinced that this was a this was a hearing he Sawano soundtrack well i wonder if trigger had anything to do with that where they're just like all right this is the sound design we're thinking of because mm. mm. you know as as the creator of your show you're you're going to tell the the producer, the sound producer, composer, you're like, hey, this is the theme we're going for. This is the thing. Have you seen uh, <laughs> Gurren Langen? We're, do, we're doing that. <laughs> kill a kill. Have you seen <laughs> Gurren Langen? I mean, I don't know how much this plays into it, but both of those are also anime originals. Both Gurren Langen and Kill a Kill are anime oh. originals. So, I mean, there's helped. no pre-established story to have, like, a set idea of what you want your soundtrack to be. Now... I only know uh, Taku Iwasaki for Noragami soundtrack because I didn't like Noragami that much. I know that people love Noragami. I, I like, like okay. it. Yeah, a lot of people do like it. Uh, I thought the soundtrack was great. The manga just ended. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. No. To me, I was just like, I, I was watching it because everyone else was saying, oh, it's so good. And I'm like watching. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's like, it's okay. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, I. And you know, I, I like I like my sad demigod. 
I didn't know that uh, they did Soul Eater either, and I've never seen Bungo Stray Dogs. So, Bungo, gonna... listen, Bungo Stray Dogs is is number one. It's a damn good anime. Go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> you you in Japan all agree. That's why it's on season like five or something. Uh, six. It's also. Oh, did you guys see bad. the Ao three the twenty twenty three Ao three top ships of the year post? No, no. Dazai Chuya is number three. Really, in the entire world, all fandoms. Daze Chuya has the third, <laughs> had the third most. That's um, crazy. Written about them. Wait, from last year you said? Yes. That's crazy. Man, fucking fanfic it's, writers are insane. It's wild. <laughs> John, your wife is insane. <laughs> Listen, all I know from what you just said was I know AO3 is a fanfic website, and that that's it. I don't know what character you're referring to. I'm assuming it's Bungo Stray Dogs yes yes okay yeah again i i just i know that bungo stray dogs is very popular uh i still haven't watched this i was planning to watch season one i've seen like i think i think i've seen the first episode or something but i just don't care i I, it's another it's it's an anime where i every time i try and talk to the people about it and i as i have you seen it's like no it's like god damn it (laughs) how is this so popular and no one i can talk to has seen it well it's popular in japan like mega yeah. popular. It's, I don't think it's anywhere near as popular as it is in the West. Although, like, uh, judging by how much porn is written of it, I must be wrong. <laughs> that's our metric. Like, the, the, the more porn that's written or drawn of something, it's how popular it is. <laughs> we had that discussion earlier, too. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to talk about for um, Gurren Logan and JoJo's? Uh, I mean, jo- JoJo's uh, the part two soundtrack is is pretty iconic, especially for the Pillar Man theme. That, I yeah, I J- mean, J- everyone knows Joseph's about the Aztec too. dubstep, dude. Yeah, and, and Joseph's theme is pretty pretty much a banger too. Um, but I'm biased. I, I part two is just my personal favorite part because I love Joseph the character. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Overdrive, Overdrive is yeah. Is I also, that. just love, <laughs> um, love that Sagita. Just <laughs> I also like how I in love uh, so much. I love I love in part two how they reworked Speedwagon's like little musical motif from part one and made it more upbeat in part two. Cause he's like such an over the top character. I mean he's kind of over the top in part one as well, but he's really over the top in part two. Um but yeah, I I, I love both of those soundtracks and I think Iwasaki kinda hit it on the nail with both of those. He's so prolif- prolific that I only had a few listed there, but he's worked on like 30 or 40 different shows. Oh, I know we, you Lord. mentioned like irregular, regular at Magic High School. Oh, like, yeah, they regular at Magic High. There was just the, it was probably one of the longest lists of shows that I, I saw, specifically at TV anime, because a lot of people do TV anime, they do movies, they do live action, live action. Stuff, they do some other stuff, some video games. And so that was just impressive looking at him yeah um so do we want to to end this off um because we've been going for a while now um do you want to end this off with maybe talking about a couple of specific osts not necessarily the composers themselves yeah because i i thought originally this episode was going to be about um osts like what osts we liked right because that's i believe that's what me and natai originally came up with like let's just talk about anime osts because I personally wanted to talk about Overlord. I, I love Overlord's OSD. The anime is whatever. It's mediocre at best. Uh, the light novel is amazing. But 
You should the, definitely read the light novel. You should definitely read the light novel and also read listen the light to novel the, while listening to the music. Dude, the, the music is so good. Oh my god! <laughs> like the guy who does this, uh, I I didn't write down their name, but this is kind of like their only well-known work. So that's why I was like, I, I can't really mention them in the. Oh, this is a good oh, uh, sco- uh, composer because it's like, well, you have one good one good anime one story. hit wonder. Yeah. He's really good for that. Uh, no shade to the rest of the shows that he's done work on, but I, I just, I absolutely fucking love Overlord. It, everything about it, you listen to it, and it's like it's, it's impactful. It's, it's fantastical because you know Overlord is an isekai, and it's about like you know power creep and shit like that. And this guy who's like, he's this, he's the Overlord. He's, he's mega strong, and the soundtrack reflects that. Like the, um, the King's Procession, and I believe it's season two. I think it's season two. But there's a, a certain scene where it's called the king's procession because he, you know, he they roll out the red carpet and and the king ascends to the throne and it's just like the sta- the soundtrack going off. It's like fucking nuts. You're like, oh fuck. The the so. composer's name is Shuji Katayama, by the way. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, and then also worked on Saga of Tiny the Evil. Oh yeah, also uh, Tiny the Evil. <laughs> uh. That's all I had to say about Overlord. Just like, don't watch the anime because it's and, bad. But and speaking of anime that are shitty, he also worked on the soundtrack for Super Lovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian anime. The Canadian that... anime, yes. And closer than brothers. Uh, but... I wanted to complete our bit here about Trigger. And I just realized that Yuki Hayashi did Kiznaiver's soundtrack. Oh, nice. That so, actually fills two bits at the same there, time. There we go. Oh, um, my most hated trigger anime. <laughs> and then, Do you want to just bring um, up who did the soundtrack for uh, Darling in the Franks? And, uh, so that's the only one I didn't, I didn't pull up because I don't remember that soundtrack. I actually quite like BNA's soundtrack. I do too. BNA's soundtrack was... Um, Maba- I'm, I'm going to butcher his name. It's Ma Mabanua. Okay. Who who also did the Megalobox soundtrack? Oh, Megalobox oh, is a mind. phenomenal OST. Yeah. So that's why the BNA soundtrack is as good as it is. BNA is kind of like a whatever anime. It's like a six and a half, seven out of ten. But I do like the music in it a lot. I just wish they would use more than the, I, I wish they stopped using the ED song all the damn time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a good, it's ED, a good song, ED song, but it's they insert it so many times into the freaking anime. <laughs> And Alex strategically made sure I wasn't there to rip on BNA. I made sure I actually I genuinely made sure he wasn't available when we did our spoiler cast for BNA. He didn't want me to rip into Trigger any more than I already do because I I love Trigger, but also I fucking hate Trigger. And then um, Little Witch Academia is um, Michiru Oshima, <laughs> who worked on like Full Metal O three and okay. a whole bunch of other stuff that Oh Tatami Galaxy. And a lot of other stuff that I do not recognize. Uh, ride, ride your wave. A oh, few years okay. ago, um, it's actually pretty good. And actually, she's working on the soundtrack for Buchigiri right now this season. No, didn't know that until right now. And uh, Panty and Stalking, I believe the composer for that was Teddy Lloyd, right? He did. Uh, Teddy Lloyd did a lot of the music. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I I love that album too. I remember downloading it. Like I I love the freaking the strip club music when they transfer. Fly away now. Yeah, like fly oh, away. Yeah. yeah. 
And then um, I actually talked about this earlier before we were recording, but the Delicious in Dungeon, the Dungeon Meshi soundtrack this season is by uh, Yatsunori Mitsuda, who did the soundtrack for Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana and like so many famous JRPGs over the years. Okay. And they got him to do the soundtrack for um, Dungeon Meshi this season. Which That's leaves us cool, with yeah. space, space, space patrol, patrol Luluco, which I don't and, know. I didn't look that one up. And Darling in the Franks. Okay, I'll look up Darling in the Franks <laughs> for you at the very least. And Infernal Cop. And Inferno Cop, but I mean, really. <laughs> Does anyone watch Inferno Cop for the music? Does anyone no. watch Inferno Cop? Yes, no. I love Whoa. Inferno Cop. I don't think anyone knows what Inferno Cop is anymore, Alex. I know. It's a shame because it's funny. Space Patrol Luluco was funny too. I like Space Patrol. I love the fact that they use that Trigger used Space Patrol Luluco's ending to advertise that they were making a Little Witch Academia show. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, the ending of that is the main character Luluco coming up <laughs> against the main character of uh, Little Witch Academia. It's great. So the the darling in the Franks composer is Asami Tachibana who appears to work very closely with Yuki Hayashi. Okay. Because she's done all the Haikyuu soundtracks with him, hmm. as well as um, some other shows, like Robotics Note. Oh, God. And Gundam Build Fighters Try, baby. Let's go. Oh, Gundam <laughs> Fighters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. But not a ton else on here, other than Attack on Titan Junior High, if you were really oh hankering to know who did the soundtrack for that oh yeah <laughs> that was a thing remember john i thought it was pretty well received wasn't it Attacking yeah people because there was no season two so everyone was just like oh, oh more attack on titan, attack on titan content. <laughs> oh, okay no i thought it was just like a funny spin-off series of like a what yeah. if they were it, in it kind of is yeah it's not meant to be taken seriously i i i mean i've never seen it but sure it's fine people can have john thanks can we talk about the Magical Destroyers OST, though? I could do that. Yeah. Uh, the Magical really Destroyers good. is very well documented to be the most anime of all time. It, it, it is an anime. <laughs> people hate it. Time. Barely anyone loves it, but a lot of people hate it, and a lot of people think it's all right. So it's like, it, take what you will from that. I personally like Magical Destroyers. I, I know why people hate it, and I think, well, that's dumb, but holy crap man that music like <laughs> i think a lot of people just didn't like it because of the ending i feel like that's a lot of it i get it and also i get like people some people just there's right ways to do meta commentary and wrong ways to do meta commentary uh gintama is an example of like an anime that's about pop culture and meta commentary it's the south park of i've, I've said this before and I'm, I'm gonna say it again gintama is the south park of anime <laughs> It you is. may not like that I say that, but I am right. Now, I think that Magical Destroyers does a really good job at being a meta commentary, and I, I like meta shows. But I think that there is a overarching message that is being told to you about the indomitable spirit of weebs, and it follows <laughs> through with that. It, like, it did not ever cheat itself from that. Uh, on top of that, the, the soundtrack itself is great. I love the opening song. Because it starts off and you're like, oh, it's kind of okay. And then it just goes fucking nuts. You're like, dude, I'm on a fucking acid trip. What the hell is going on? I, I feel like I feel like <laughs> drugs were definitely involved in making Magical Destroyers. 
<laughs> there's quite literally a tweaker chick in the show and she's the best girl <laughs> yeah florida girls <laughs> and uh the ed was also super cool i loved it um oh my god what was it called it's a weird fucking name for an and for a song but it's in english <laughs> it's by a, a, a japanese group that sings in english and it's like decent english that's always a, a risky business right there <laughs> I forget the name of the ED too. I I I don't remember the the name of the uh, OP, <laughs> but I just know that I I know what they. I sound know there's like. a cat in it. Uh, but there's also a. I remember the one of the first things I did was like post the OP and ED to you guys and be like, you guys should probably watch the show. It's got a good OP and ED. <laughs> and I do know that I'm a sucker for OPs and EDs, and I will watch trash shows that have good OPs and EDs. Yeah, he won't go listen to the OPs and EDs. He'll watch, watch the episodes the as they come out yep, normal, just for the OPs behavior. and EDs. <laughs> completely normal behavior. It's yeah. completely sane behavior. This dude has Spotify <laughs> premium with the anime like OPs and EDs probably on there. It's like, nah, I'll watch this shitty show. Listen, because every time you listen to the OP and ED, it just makes the brain forget, you know, <laughs> how bad the show is. <laughs> you, you, you'll forget how bad it is going in, and then you'll forget it was bad going out, baby. It's all good. <laughs> garbage in, garbage out. Uh, but, yeah, I I mean, I don't know who did the soundtrack for Magical Destroyers. I didn't write it down. I, I was supposed to, and I just forgot, I guess. Good job. Listen, listen, this was like, oh, I just wanted to mention just these specific shows and their OSTs because they may not be good shows, but they're good OSTs at least. So go check them out. Uh, let's see. Gin Hashiba. Gintama? Yeah, Gintama. Gintama did the actual music. And then like, I just had, I wrote down the Persona OSTs like uh, Shoji Meguro, just super popular everyone everyone persona has gotten so goddamn popular cow? yeah like that's a video game bro like, it, it's, i know there are anime but they have anime bro the same person did the composing for the anime though right mm-hmm. show yeah. you megaro's music because well, they just used the music from the game yeah because they, they already had music they just used the anime Listen, they, they did the same music. thing in near <laughs> so uh i just I, but just i didn't put near <laughs> no but it's a fucking phenomenal soundtrack I just, just again, honorable mention, but I, I didn't know. I, I kind of didn't want to add this as well because it's like, well, everybody and their mom knows about Shoji Meguro and his soundtracks. Like everyone, he fucking Persona Five fucking popped off, man. Like Persona was okay popular prior to Persona Five. Like Persona Three and Persona Four definitely have their own cult following of people who like it. Like me, I, I love Persona Four. Uh, like Natai, he loves Persona Three, and then Persona Five just like. Ooh put persona on the freaking map and everyone listens to like the uh you never see it coming yeah like everyone and their mom it felt like fes was the first time it like came into my view and then golden was the first time i was like oh i people i know are playing this mm-hmm. and then five was the like oh it's popular and then um royal was like oh it's like one of the most popular games out yeah. right now yeah i i played i played persona 3 first and it's it's the best persona game why does no one ever talk about the first two persona games because they're like impossible to play without emulation yeah Uh, or like a psp yeah 
Okay, makes sense. But I personally think Golden was my favorite just because I like <laughs> it was a lot happier and I, I felt a lot better playing it than I did uh, Persona 3. Persona 3 just makes me sad. I want to play Persona 1. <laughs> I want to be the guy that starts at Persona 1. That's that's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I will say, like, I, I've never played Persona. I have no, like horse in this race but everyone always tells me it really doesn't matter which game you start with because they're all it's kind like of self-contained yeah they're all self-contained they have yeah. nods to each other like in persona 4 golden for example you go to the school and you'll meet some characters from persona 3 and you're like oh well, look at that you can get the school outfit from persona 3 and persona 4 guys like that that, that yeah but i mean if, if if it's your first time playing you're not really going to care anyway no all right, well, that's that's everything on no. our list. I can I None. cannot believe we actually talked about everything on this list. It was a long list. Yeah, I didn't think we'd be here for over two hours doing this. I know. <laughs> Why is it every time we have Ian on, it's a long recording? Yeah, every time I'm on, it gets dark out. <laughs> recording. Well, what's funny is it started light out before we even started uh, the episode, and then it just got progressively darker, mm-hmm. and we started in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't have my light, my my desk light here, it would be uh, you would be able to see me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing we could see you. And thank you for joining us again, Ian. Yeah, always thank fun to have you, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, if we do another OP and ED episode, we'll we'll definitely have you on. I really uh, need to come on an episode where we could just talk about whatever. Yeah, right? we need one to have you on one of our, yeah. our WTFs because and we do, we, those once we do a that month. anyway. Like half this episode is us talking about not yeah. sound drags. <laughs> But yeah, so next time we well, the next time we do a WTF is actually next Saturday, but I think I already talked to you about that and you said you're busy. Yeah, pretty much through the end of Feb through the beginning of March, I'm I'm moving. So I nope. kind of have not a ton of time to do stuff. Hell, maybe uh toward the end of March, beginning of April, we could have you on. Mm-hmm. Um we tend to do our WTFs toward the end of the month. Um, so maybe I might have to wait till maybe the end of April. We'll see. Whatever. Um, You know where to find me. Yeah. Speaking (laughs) of which, uh, for those of you who may be seeing you for the first time, where can they find your content? Because you make anime-centric content on your own YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Be More Brass. And then also just Twitter at at Be More Brass as well. It's any... And I have a Twitch too, but don't use it that much. But basically any... It's unique enough of a username that I'm the only person that has any sort of... of it together. There actually is a brass band in baltimore that are uh like be more brass something 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 but it's it's not spelled the same so if you put in that i'm putting it to screen if you put in be more brass in all of my things will come up all right and uh go ravens right Yeah, hopefully when the when the time this comes out, they'll have. Uh, well, but this is actually going to come out the first week of February, so. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're playing in the Super Bowl by the time it this may comes not. out. <laughs> it may it, it may it may be irrelevant by then, but who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone who stopped by uh, to watch us tonight. Check down below where you can find links to Anime Club After Dark on uh, Twitter on discord join a discord server if you actually do want to talk about anime as they're airing because john will talk to you about everything because he's watching everything chinoda will too yeah chinoda Chinoda watches more anime than you do now he watches way more anime than i do like the dude's literally watching i think 
15 or 16 anime this season. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Well, he has I, no life. <laughs> I I keep it at like 10 or less or 12 or less. I keep it under a dozen. <laughs> um also, if you liked what you saw and want to see more, do uh please like, comment, subscribe down below. Tell us what some of your favorite uh anime OSTs are as well. We'd love to hear from them. Also, check down below where you can find a link to Anime Club After Dark's merch store where you can buy nice shirts like this. Haha. -ha. Cool story, bro. Or our Tumblr with our mascot on it. Uh, it really does help us out. Um, but with that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, guys. Good night, guys. Good night. Bye.